Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Advantage in Paradise. Thanks for joining us on uh, Monday evening in Advantage in Paradise, <clears throat> Paradise, where uh, we try to escape the uh, doldrums of Monday by playing some D&D, actually. Um, as always, our sound and audio is provided by Sirenscape and Tabletop Audio, a combination of the two. Great resources for your own games at home. Um, if you are just joining us for the first time, this is a great episode to jump in. Um, if you want to catch up, we've got our episodes on Twitch, our previous episodes on Twitch, and uh, they will be released um, on YouTube. The first three are up there right now. You can watch the uh, the last ones before, after that, the ones after that on Twitch right now um, to catch up or to share with your friends. Um, without further ado, let's just jump right in tonight, guys. All right. <clears throat> the journey so far. Our adventurers have come together by fate from distant parts of Gwenvalier. There's the peculiar rogue Scarlet with a penchant for fire and anti-authoritarianism. Her brave companion Timber, seemingly a loyal gray wolf with his own secrets to hide and a very good boy. Of course, the esteemed Wiswick, a deep gnome from the Underdark with a thirst for knowledge that tends to get him into trouble. And his traveling partner, the, enig the enigmatic Elysian elf cleric, Curon, on a journey of faith. Amongst these odd adventurers is, the, amongst these odd adventurers is also the laconic Cal of Endurus, a simple tailor's apprentice with a talent for swordsmanship. These strange new companions found themselves in the druid hill town of Maginset during a festival celebrating the end of the winter darkness. They soon found themselves embroiled in the local rumor and politics as they investigated a string of murders that led to the archdruid of the local re religion. After an intense confrontation with the aid of Lord Ronan Harrison and his town guard, you captured the archdruid alive, searched his halls, and recovered, <clears throat> and recovered an injured half-elven woman kept in the prisons of the temple. Over the last 24 hours, you have studied the libraries of the Lord, prepared for a, for a feast in your honor tonight, and researched the strange symbols and idolatry of a figure known as the Pallid King. You even acquired a relic confiscated from the Archdruid, of course, not without trouble. Scarlet, relying solely on instinct, killed the town guard before stealing the relic, a strange ashbark mask that the Archdruid wore during the conflict. The last we left off, Scarlet and Wiswick had concealed this contraband in uh, Timber, who had revealed himself to be <clears throat> a, uh, <clears throat> a shifter to uh, um, Wiswick, concealed the the mask within one of his uh, transmutation pockets. It was at that point they had a long discussion of concealing the fact that they stole this from Curon in particular, our uh, resident lawful good cleric, um, before preparing to join their compatriots 
with time to head to the feast. So, only moments before the feast begins, or moments before you plan to attend the feast, what would you like to do at this time? I would like to go about and gather my companions to head down together. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going off this time. <laughs> yeah, easy. I mean, you were all, last we left, you were all in your respective rooms. Um, oh, I'd like to get dressed. Yeah. So I assume you're putting on your fancy new attire. Uh, <laughs> um, you're all at this point would have all returned to your rooms by now. So Cal, it would be easy to go around knocking on everyone's door to gather them. Um, is there anything any of you would like to do before Cal comes knocking on your doors? Yes, please. Um, Timber, are you still in the room with me or do you leave? I think I am still in the room with you. Yes, you are. Um, all right, so in no particular order, um, the first thing I want to do is clean off my dagger. Um, wipe okay. the blood off. Um, second thing, uh, as I'm like getting dressed, I want to, I have a healer's kit, so I want to tend to the wound that I got on my chest. Um, now, if I was to use the healer's kit for that, would that consume the whole thing? Or was it just like I'm using like a Correct me if I'm wrong, but a healer's kit is meant to revive someone who is uh, unconscious, not heal wounds. Um, it says the kit is a leather pouch containing bandages, salves, and splint. Has ten, oh, has 10 uses. And it, as an action, you can expend one use of the kit to stabilize a creature that has zero hit points. Yeah. So, I mean, for role-playing sake, you can dress your wounds, but um, <clears throat> for the purposes of the uh, the healer's kit, it will not uh, heal any of your lost health. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's just paper. Um, and then after that's uh, all taken <clears throat> care of, I want to, as I'm getting dressed, just reposition uh, where my daggers are. So the special one I'm going to take out of my boot and put on my left hip, and I'm going to put a uh, regular one in my boot to so your the special dagger is where? Uh, on my left hip. And your regular one is where? But, the, the regular one? Where is that? Uh, and, uh, so I have two regular ones. One is on my right hip. The other one is in my boot. Okay. Also, Timber, if, if Timber saw you dressing your wounds, he would help you dress your wounds. So he would transform into back into a humanoid. To help you tend your room. Easy enough. There's uh, a <clears throat> Timber assists you in dressing your wounds in somewhat of a terse, awkward silence after the uh, him learning that you've learning about what you did in the barracks. Uh, it's very uncomfortable and sort of tightly pulling the bandages in and in a somewhat of a passive aggressive way, maybe. Um, but your wounds are dressed, your daggers are cleaned. Um, you uh, have changed into different clothes, changed out of the bloodied clothes and the bloodied armor um, after you uh, pierced the, uh, the guard's throat and his blood splattered all down on, in front of you. Um, Once we cleaned it off, we did press the not bloody 
anymore. That's true. That's true. That nifty prestidigitation in case you accidentally murder an innocent. Um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to do, Scarlet? No, that's it. Uh, Wiswick, uh, Kieran, is there anything you'd like to do before Cal gathers you all? Uh, do I have time? I'm not sure how things, like, matched up, but I believe that I probably left, um, Scarlet's room after a while, like, after we spoke last session, and I probably went to see, like, I probably went back to my room and assumed that Kieran would be around. Like, I, I, I've, if he hasn't shown up yet, I would like to talk to him. Uh, hold on one second, because I have to adjust Clayton's audio real quick. We could just stay right on. This will take two seconds. Oh, uh, we, you can, we could be talking while this happens. I just need to adjust. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, but by this point, Kieran, you would have returned. Um, yep. I don't remember if you had decided to return to your room or decided to return to... Uh, <laughs> we had never... Room gotten that far um i think depending on how close he got to quote-unquote feast time so you know i would have come in from the barracks if like people were getting prepared i kieran would have gone straight to his room to uh change into uh his armor and everything so like his like whole cleric cleric garb mm -hmm. um because that's the nicest thing he has <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean depending on how soon he uh, gets to the manor. He would have gone straight to his room, though. Okay. So, yeah, by, by the time that you would have left uh, Scarlet and Timber's room, Wizwick, Kieran would definitely be back in his room. Okay. So, maybe I'll just, uh, I'll walk by his room and kind of just listen into the door and see if there's anybody in there. <laughs> um... Uh, Kiran, are you doing anything to to be <laughs> like? What are you doing in your room with this? Um, probably just you know, cleaning up my armor and you know, making myself look pretty. Uh, you know, making sure the braid is nice and tight. Um, buffing out some of the the rings in my ears because I have pierced ears. Um, lots of rings. Oh, and probably like fiddling with that that uh, magic ring that I can't actually take off. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, you know, still being like, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. And then just going back to, yeah. Okay. So I'd say, Wizwick, you generally, if you wait a moment, you um, <clears throat> you would hear him rustling in there. He's not right. trying to hide. As soon as I hear him, I start knocking on the door. <clears throat> uh, yes. Who is it? Come in. I, I go in. Thank you, Ron. Ah, uh, greetings, Wizwick. What's going on? Looking good. Oh, uh, thank you. I, you know, like to present the best uh, appearance I can. Is Wizwick in his nice new clothes? All right. Yep. And it looks like uh, Cal got you quite at the attire yourself. Yeah, it's pretty snazzy. I'm kind of digging it. Uh, right. Anyway... Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, came in here to check up and see, uh, what you've been up to. Uh, how did everything go with the, um, with that druid lady? Right, is well, she, actually, is she okay? so druid lady's doing great. Thumbs up on that. Um, you know, she seems 
well to do. Um, however, I did learn that her time, especially in the cage, um, was one that she doesn't recall very well. Uh, at this, uh, you know, asking about it, she mentioned, I believe, the book that you have about the Pallid King in all the different languages. Yep. I believe the Archdruid was reading from that book to her, and it caused her to write those inscriptions on the walls. Um, wow. Indeed. Uh, she, you know, is not of this area. She hails from uh, Gwenvalir, um, or about there. Uh, I don't... Uh, she hails from the Gwyn Empire. Yeah, okay. Um, and she came here uh, because she also worships uh, the font mother Dagda and wanted and was interested in the uh, Archdruid's work attempting to heal the Feywild. Is I'm pretty sure what I got out of her. <laughs> hmm. Does that yeah. sound about right, Sean? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about okay. right. Okay, okay. She's from the Gwyn Empire, she's a worshiper of the font mother, which is. <clears throat> Not a lot of Gwyn worship the the, uh, the Fey, um, and she came here because she had heard of the Archdruid's um, research into healing the Feywild, the graying Feywild. Okay, cool. Well, that's all good and nice. Um, I mean, I've been trying pretty hard to figure out what's inside of that book, and now it seems that I don't really want to know. I mean, whatever I was reading was causing her to call, like do those things. Like, I don't know if that's secrets that are worth uh, exploring into. Well, now it seems that there's a chance the Archdruid was being—I don't know if possessed is the right word for it—but she seemed to think that the. The creature, as he thought it was the Ash Keeper, um, whose name I forgot, the Ash Keeper and the Archdruidess, or the, uh, no, the Half-Elf, Lila, like Lila, yes, um, no, Wayla. Lila with a W. Lila. Lila. Yes. Lila, the Half-Elf and Arch, the Half-Elf and Druidess. She got a promotion. She, oh, I mean, she's the last one left, right? Oh, no, he's still alive. Never mind. I'm sorry. Um, Wyla. <laughs> yeah. Um, she thought he was communing with something that may not have been the Ash Keeper. Um, I don't know how much I understand what she's talking about. Um, Just looking through some notes. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, also, I did see um, McClear, Sar the old sergeant, I remember his name now, um, with some fungus zombie bodies. Not fully f turned zombies, mind you, um, but they were starting to have the same uh, rot-like fungal uh, corruption, uh, and I advised him to burn the corpses, which he then did. It seems like what we had learned about the dungeon fungus zombies was not properly communicated to the rest of the guard. But anyways, how are you doing, Wiswick? 
Absolutely fine. Oh, okay. What have you been up to? <laughs> Learn anything new in the books? Uh, yeah. Um, actually, I discovered this um, symbol that was on the Archmaster's or Archdruid's. I keep saying Archmaster. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, uh, I, the Archdruid's uh, arcane focus was combined with the swirly symbol that we saw previously that marked uh, one of the guards for death. So I don't know where the connection is there with that, but I'm assuming it has something to do with how whoever those assassins were uh, are close or have ties with the uh, Ash Keeper. And well, then I was gonna say I pick up the uh, copy of the history of the Druids and go. I don't think we have time now, but in the future we should cross-reference those. Um, symbols with what we find in this book. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, we did do a lot of research. Do we do we do we know what's in that book? Like uh <clears throat> so sort of the uh you know, broad like um in and out of research that you were doing because you guys did start to just start to step out of, the, of, of <laughs> researching together after doing yeah. it for a couple hours. Um I mean, you recognize at the very least the the one thing that would stand out in the amount of time you were able to research and be able to research together to even be able to cross-reference um, is that the symbol that Wiswick saw in the book of the top of an ash tree that then roots sort of melds into the, the swirl is some kind of perversion of the normal Ashkeeper symbol of just a, a circle formed by um, the roots below and the top of the tree. Uh, a typical like tree of life symbol mm -hmm. um, that it seems like this combi com combined one is some sort of perversion of that. Also, uh, the book mentioned that mask a lot. I don't know how that connects with everything, but Yes, the mask is a bit of a missing piece. She, uh, she said that he was obsessed with the mask and that it came to him in visions and dreams. Uh, that one wearing a uh, plain ashen mask would come and speak to him about the Ash Keeper and his resurrection. Hmm. Okay, I mean... Yeah, I, I, really? I mean... We're clearly missing something here. We're, we're, we don't have all the pieces to the puzzle, but we're getting there. I mean, I feel like our research is getting something, but what I want to know, like, are, are you just in the search for knowledge and figuring out where the connection is? Like, I, I, I'm doing this because I was curious about the uh, Archdruid's magics when he created that large golem out of the sacrifices that he had spilled. But wh what's in it for you? Are you are you seeking the same knowledge as I? I am seeking knowledge, yes. Kieran says little, you know, cryptic. Yeah, cryptically. I mean, you are aware of the goddess Ilivania, correct? Yes, I've, I've heard you speak of it before, and I've done my fair share of 
researching. I, I know a tad. Well, she did die protecting us Elysian elves during the Morsia conflict. Similar to the Ash Keeper. Hmm. So you think that there's some sort of connection? That your god might be one and the same with the Ash Keeper? Or um, that she might fall into the same fate as the Ash Keeper's worshippers have? Well, I'm more interested in the attempt to uh, resurrect a dead god. Or goddess. God in the uh, royal god. If you will. Well, um, I can't say I I don't know much about this Ilovania. If she's a good god, then maybe that's what's right for the world, and I can support you, but I'm not sure we should be messing with the magics of those that are greater than ourselves. I mean, I do that all the time, but... <laughs> But it's not for everybody, you know, like we there's a lot of gray areas that can cause a lot of trouble. So we've really got to take things in a slow. Yes. Timber's going to walk out of his room at this point and look down the hallway at Wiswick yelling. <laughs> I'm not yelling. I never yell. <laughs> um, and I, I yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't want to interrupt time too much. So, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this, you only have a little bit of time before Cal starts to come around and um, and gather everyone. Uh, I want to walk towards Wizwick and just look at him, and then put my paw. I, I, as soon as I notice you're there, I get very scared of you. <laughs> I just start shaking. I, 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 I is everything okay? Usually you're a little more friendlier to, uh, Timber. When have I ever been friendly to Timber? I... That's fair. I don't know. I... I lick hey his guys, face. Hey guys, why are we all out in the hallway? Euron <laughs> yeah. is not in the hallway. Cal peeks his head out. <laughs> about to go gather you all and seize everyone but Scarlet. Uh, or, I guess, Timber and, uh, and Wiswick standing in the doorway of, um... of Kiron's room. Hey, everybody ready? Yes, I guess so. What's the matter? You seem a little worried, Timber. Uh, I used to have a voice. What's the matter? You seem a little worried, uh, uh, Wizwick. What's going on? Um, I don't know if it's right for me to say, but uh, mm. a certain someone. Um, Kieran, <laughs> uh, uh, you seem you. I see you've burnished your ring. Lovely. Ah, of course. I always want to put on a best face. For, yeah. Festival. Of Feast. course, of course. And you and, he, and I, I like kneel down to uh, Timber, and I'm like, somebody got groomed, didn't he? And I like pet him on both sides of his head. <laughs> um, shall we collect Miss Scarlet then? Of course. And I walk <laughs> over to Scarlet's room. Kiran follows. And knock upon the door. Scarlet, you answer the door to everyone standing there. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Hello. Are you ready, Miss Scarlet? I believe it's time to head down to the feet. Oh, is it time already? Uh, yes. I mean, I'm sure you could attend uh, later, but 
Um, Wait, I'm going to head down. That's, that's all right. I'll, I'll go with Excellent. And with that, I turn and walk towards the feast. <laughs> okay. And I follow along. Okay, all right. <laughs> with this group, you actually have to say that because half of you are always like, I'm going to slip away at this <laughs> I have my own self-interests. <laughs> um, <clears throat> easy enough to head down to the feast. You uh, you head towards the stairs, and as you're, uh, you know, it's it's quite dark in the the keep at this point. The um, the sun is is setting. Um, there's just a little bit of orange light coming in through the windows, but it's mostly dark. Um, you start to hear the sounds of music coming from below as you approach the stairs. You see the lights of the uh, what is presumably some roaring fires. Um, and other uh, revelry. Um, <clears throat> one moment. And when you get down there, you see <laughs> that there is um, quite a few people already there. Um, you step down and you're sort of in the back uh, right corner of the, the room coming down the stairs. Um, and you see there's several tables set up. There's, um, you know, the Two fires in the middle of the uh, the room are roaring quite bright. They're filling up the room with an, a warm orange light. There are torches set up all around. The pillars are decorated with um, what looks like uh, evergreen uh, branches and leaves just to create somewhat of a festive environment. Um, there's probably at least, um, uh, you know, Couple, a couple dozen people in the room already sort of uh, <clears throat> drinking from ale horns or or other flagons and just sort of interacting uh, it's it's essentially the uh, the happy hour before the uh, <laughs> the feast um, you do notice the the Lord is up at the dais where he usually is he's speaking with uh, captain Domnall um, very hushed and away from everyone else sort of seated up at the, the top um, as all the patrons are down below. You recognize McLear amongst the patrons, um, and you recognize some of the other soldiers. They're off duty, out of their um, <clears throat> out of their armor. There's some folks you've you've not seen before. Um, it dressed very fine, ornate clothes. Um, seemingly, some of the guests that the uh, the um, the Lord had mentioned earlier. Um, <clears throat> there's. Uh, in front of the dais are four large casks of um, with uh, little placards on them saying what they are, and uh, there's no food out yet. But um, the feast is starting to um, everyone's starting to arrive. Um, I would like to walk up to the Lord out of the dais. I don't want to get on the dais because obviously I see that he's in conversation. But mm -hmm. I would basically walk up to it and make my Greetings, and then if he engaged, I'll engage. But if he just like is like yes, hello, I'll just wait. Yeah. So as soon as um, as soon as you you give your greeting to him, he sort of uh, looks over. He catches your your gaze and uh, nods to to the captain, who then nods back and, and exits uh, away from the t table. He turns to you now and lifts himself from his seat and just ah the. Uh, the champions of the courtyard have arrived. Finally at last to the feast. Finally at last. Greetings, my <laughs> lord. Um, I make We've my only best. been sitting here for three weeks. <laughs> I, I, uh, I make my best Udurian leg and um, uh, uh, 
bid him, you know, I, I, I don't know what I really want to say other than greetings. Uh, uh, I once again want to thank you for your hospitality and allowing us to stay here and inviting us to this uh, lovely event. Well, of course, absolutely. It's the least we can do to repay you for your services in uh, apprehending the Archdruid. Um, please enjoy some of the mead, some of the ale, some of the wine, and of course, water, if that's your persuasion. But uh, the food shall come out soon, and we will have a moment to honor each of you, where you will have a chance, potentially, to even uh, acquire more reward and honor for your tasks. I uh, thank you, my lord. I assure you that uh, any and all reward has already been more than met. We don't need anything else. I say falsely, Hugh Humble. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the lord gives you a knowing smile and like sort of pull, like the, the what you're supposed to do. You know, yeah, like you're yeah. He gives you like a like he doesn't wink, but <laughs> it would be a good moment for a wink. Um, <laughs> as he he smiles and cocks his head and, and turns to you and just Yes, yes, indeed. With, with that, I think I say, I just go, well, I don't have my hat on because I'm inside and I don't break etiquette. But I go, um, you know, I, I bow again and I go, at your service, my liege, my lord. He's not my liege, sorry, sorry. Um, and then walk away into the crowd. Yeah, and as you're walking away, he uh, <clears throat> he sort of looks to the rest of you who are also kind of slowly coming in. Uh, the awkward bunch that follow Cal around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just just uh, sort of uh, with a bit of a like and welcome to you as well, companions of Cal, gracious champions. Uh, please enjoy enjoy some ales, enjoy some of the fine foods that will come out soon. I would much appreciate a time to talk to each of you at some point this evening um, during the revelry. Even the dog! <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, Kiran would try to do a uh, nice Unturian bow, mimicking what Cal did, but clearly mess up the execution of it. <laughs> absolutely, um, uh, absolutely. Um, so he sort of gives you a, a very like gracious nod and sort of very, very good. Of course, of course, <laughs> and then he. His eyes track from Kiron's awkward bow to uh, to Scarlet. He's her nod, um, and then back to Wiswick. And you can uh, enjoy the festivities. There is uh, you can explore the, the the ale. The food is coming out soon. You can look in the crowd and see if there's people you want to talk to. Um, what would you like to do? Um, Timber would like to find a nice uh, place against the wall. Sit down. Mm -hmm. You know, like standard doggy pose. You know, like <laughs> like uh, like hind legs out, and then like you're sitting on his butt, um, mm -hmm. and actually just like kind of meditate. Not, yeah, yeah. Just try, try to, okay. try to, try to, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seeing him do that, I'm just gonna follow, and I will um, pick up just a, a ale horn off the table, just to give my hand something to do, and just. Lean against the wall with him, just mm -hmm. like observing the crowd. Not for anything in particular. Okay. Uh, Wiswick and Kiron, where what would you like to do? Uh, I think. Are we talking like a cocktail hour, or is this like a dance party? 
so like I'll say people. I'll say what you notice is there is a strange uh, sort of give you some more detail, I guess, about what you see. Um, it's a strange assortment of people, you know, between uh, these what appear to be very finely dressed etiquette nobles who are, you know, people who've come to visit the Lord. And then these soldiers who are wearing their best clothes. They're probably not very nice. You know, they're probably, um, you know, very loose threads and just sort of like very occasional splashes of color. Um, you know, maybe maybe the richest of them has a very nice hat and he's breaking etiquette by wearing it inside. Um, <laughs> oh, is it a man or a woman? Uh, it is a man. Yeah, he's breaking etiquette. What etiquette? <laughs> Trexian etiquette could be very different than Endurian or English, is what we're talking I'd about. I'd say this is all Cal's etiquette. That is <laughs> um, but For like, some reason, I imagine Duris is like, like culturally similar to like Italy in the in the in the 1400s, 1500s. That's a pretty good comparative, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whatever but, you say, buddy. But. Um, the th biggest thing you notice is you see McClear there, and he is among like amongst the soldiers, visibly already drunk. Um, and you see he's just sort of like like bashing his ale horn against his chest as he recounts a story. You can't quite hear the details of the story because it's kind of coming out in like the garbled like. And then we slayed the beast, and uh, you know he's just splashing uh, um, ale all over the place. And there's sort of like that is on one side of the room. And then the other side of the room, you sort of see these very posh um, nobles, uh, sort of like, yes, indeed, they slayed the beast. <laughs> sort of like sipping uh, from their uh, their ale horns. I mean, they're not like, you know, they're not like cow, I'd say, in the sense of like the ornateness of his dress. They're more refined than the soldiers, but they're still, they you know, they're they come from you know, an agricultural society, like there's still, a, there's some level of um, hard, hardiness to them, but they're definitely wearing nicer clothes compared to the rough soldiers across the room. Not nobles, but landed gentry. Yes. Well, actually, yeah. Because um, you know, Lord Harrison is the, you know, the highest ranking lord besides the a, king. Piss at Baron. So these, these are just sort of, you know, they, they're from the surrounding towns or some of them might be from entirely other kingdoms you don't know you haven't really looked into it but some of them might not even be from tressex are there are the nobles gathered in like little clumps or are they all together uh little clumps they're there and they're they are mingled with some soldiers but yeah. overwhelmingly the soldiers are keeping to themselves they're the ones who are kind of forming their circle we're not part of this upper echelon so we're going to keep with together and get rowdy but um, and some of them you don't not even sure. Some of them might not be landed gentry or nobles. They're all sure. richly dressed, though. I'd like to uh, approach and 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 scan the, the group of nobles or whatever uh, wealthier people, um, and I'd like to lock eyes with the people in the best dressed group and go to the second best best. Group. Okay, <laughs> all right. I Easy think Wizwick is going to do something similar as well. He's also going to try and mingle with the nobles, but instead of like picking a certain group and like targeting them, he's kind of just going to stand in the middle of them, 
trying to overhear the conversations and hoping that somebody compliments him on his new clothes and maybe strikes up some conversation with him because he feels like good right now. So he's just expecting people to like come and like talk to him about stuff because he's a very smart and intellectual person. <laughs> Cal, uh, could you describe for me again the uh, the attire you picked out for yourself in uh, Wizwick, your matching it, attire? Yeah, sure. It was uh, uh, it was a moderately it was a shorter jacket. Well, whatever the fashion is, John. But I'm gonna say it's a shorter jacket with tight breeches and 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 relatively high boots. Um, and the colors were close to Lord Harrison's colors, but mm. not like a clear declaration that we are. Um, his, uh, like, we're, we're not his his troops or his, uh, I can't mm-hmm. think of the word, whatever. Um, uh, but it's Banner. close, like, as, like, a tacit declaration of court. Mm, yes. Um, <clears throat> I am not wearing my hat, as I said. That's important. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so it's uh, the uh, a very, um, uh, a forest green color with a, uh, with or I, I actually say the majority of it is actually more of the burnt umber color, and then the trim is the forest green color. Um, for those imagining it. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So you're looking for the second best dressed group. All right. So you very easily spot the um, the folks who are dressed the best. There's a, a cluster of about uh, four um, very well dressed. Uh, two men. Uh, two women. Um, the one woman is in a very extravagant, uh, violet gown, um, you know, train and all, uh, you know, hair done up in a big, big beehive, uh, um, mess of, uh, it's mostly, um, salt and pepper color. Um, and she is, uh, laughing quite loudly, uh, as she is the drunkest of the four here. Um, the two men are uh, dressed similarly. They're wearing very uh, dark burgundy tunics uh, with black leather breeches um, with uh, little ascots sticking out that are uh, uh, a very vibrant green. Um, hair slicked back. They appear to be twins. Um, and then the other one is another woman who is dressed in very um, well-made and ornate uh, short jacket, um, leather breeches, high boots, there's actually a, a, cut, a, a cutlass at her waist that's very ornate. Um, but I'm describing how richly these people are dressed in order for you to not talk to them. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the second best dressed group, though, you see is a uh, group of three. Um, there's a man who is wearing um, very long um, uh, green robes uh, that have... Uh, just the occasional red trim on them that creates uh, Celtic like not like symbols, uh, very similar to some of the de- decor in uh, the um, Druids Hall um, and just generally in Tresix. Um, he has very, his head, he's very much balding, but with like the back ring is long hair, uh, long white hair. Uh, he's very, very thick jaw and a very crooked nose. Um, with a, a high brow and uh, very bright um, gray eyes. Um, and he's just sort of generally talking peacefully. He doesn't have a drink in his hands. Um, the other two, one is a, a very, this, this is actually the first uh, non-human you've seen tonight. Uh, it's a uh, stoutly dwarven woman 
with a little bit of uh, a mutton choppy beard coming down on the sides of uh, very vibrant orange hair that comes back into one long, very thick braid. Um, and she is wearing uh, what looks like it could be as nice as the other group, but the clothes are, are worn worn down and old and frayed. And it's probably her nicest um, uh, clothes that she wears to feasts like this, that she only ever wears these, this set of clothes. Um, and then along with them is a uh, <clears throat> another another gentleman who is who looks a lot younger, um, who is wearing a, a very very simple attire, um, well made but but very plain. So that's the group that you would walk up to. Okay, yeah. I, um, just as I'm doing this, I want to make sure that the best dressed group sees me. Doing them. <laughs> okay. <Thank laughs> would you like to? How would you like to ensure that they see you? Um, I want to, if one of them like looks over at me because I'm better dressed than they are or as well dressed, um, I just want to just go lock eyes with him mm -hmm. or her, but not smile or not like, like almost like thinking, like pretending like I didn't lock eyes. And then I'm just going to like, as I start walking and then I'm going to look away and go over there. Okay. Just long enough for them to be like, did he lock? Eyes? I'm confused. Like what just happened? Yeah. So the, the, the woman in a gown completely misses you yeah. um the uh, but the woman with the very fine cutlass kind of notices you and there is a moment where you just see her go <laughs> as she's like, like sort of like you think someone's waving at you but then you find out yeah. they're not and you're like yes <laughs> 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 easy enough and you can walk right up to the um the three that i described who are uh you know, there, there's groups standing. There's some groups sitting. There's there's quite a lot of people here, but these are the folks that stand out right now. Hello there. Hope you don't mind me joining. Uh, the group they all they all turn to you simultaneously. The the stoic looking uh, older gentleman doesn't really say much. He crooks an eyebrow. The young boy kind of just starts drinking as the uh, the dwarfish woman is just like, "Oh, welcome." And what's your name? I give a bow as if to equals and say, my name is Cal Roland. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, he's a fancy man, this one. She sort of holds her, uh, uh, her ale horn up to you. It's a pleasure to meet you, Cal. Name's, uh, uh, name's uh, Brigitte. Excellent to meet you also, Brigitte. And who are your uh, uh, rousing companions? Well, I don't want to speak for them, but, uh, and that's when the, um, the, uh, Taller man sort of peeks and he's like, Uderon Tonug. Oh, you're going to have to repeat that, Sean. What the hell was that? Uderon Tonag. Uderon Torag. Got it. <laughs> Odorous Tonag, I think. Actually, actually pronounced my own name wrong. Uderon Tanag. Tanag. Okay. Not, not Torag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the druid of Brackling Glen. And then the, uh, the young boy is sort of like, wasn't really paying attention as he's finishing his ales. Like, oh, oh, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm with him. <clears throat> well, Odoron, yeah. pleasure to meet you acquaintance with him. Lovely to meet you as well. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, 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 I move on past the joke. I don't stop. <laughs> because I didn't know what I was about to say. Um, 
And uh, have you been enjoying your time at the cocktail hour this evening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm. where's the fucking food? You know, I'm, I... I've been assured that it will be up momentarily, though I am obviously not in charge of that. <laughs> you look like you're in charge here. Thank you. No, I just, uh, I actually was, um, I spent many years as the apprentice to a tailor. And so I have an appreciation for the fighter uh, clothes, a, obviously. A tailor, you say? You're an artisan then? Uh, uh, well, I didn't finish my uh, master's piece. I was uh, most of the way through my journeyman's piece before that. So artisan perhaps uh, is strong, but I could sew some pants. Ah, sew some pants. My kind of man. Uh, I myself am an artisan. I'm, uh, you know, I not from Magin Set, but I come here to sell my gems. Stonecutter. Oh, Stonecutter. How far away is your uh, place of business? Oh, when I come, I usually come from. Uh, oh shoot, what's the name of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. Uh, I'm from. Uh, I'm actually from Gristrum up in Axlan. I come down here because I'm good friends with the Lord Harrison. Oxland. Well, that's lovely. How far was your journey? Oh, well, it's a long journey from Gristram. It was at least a week's a week by river. I uh, came, um, is it, uh, would I know that it's to the north or south in Oxland? You would know that it's to the, uh, the north. It's, uh, northeast of here. About a week's journey got northeast it, got by it. river. Got it, along the river. Yeah, okay. Um, Oh, yes, I actually, uh, on my way here, I came by that way. I'm not sure if we stopped in, in that particular town, but we did swing by it. Um, I was coming down from Sivia on an expedition beforehand. Oh, from Sivia. Did you come down on the river? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, down with a trading ship. Um, Captain something's trading ship. Captain Goodhard's <laughs> trading ship of the... I had it written down at one point, company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I'm trying to remember what the, the I think it was just Sibian Fur Company yeah, I think yeah. it was a generic Sibian Fur Company yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you, you must have passed Moorbridge then oh uh, yes I definitely did Grisham's a little bit further inland but you're in my neck of the woods lovely and and uh, Mr. Tanag where do you come from well uh, oh you said Brackling Glen apologies as I said I'm the druid of Brackling Glen uh, so, how far? How far is that? I'm sorry, I'm new, to, relatively new to the area. Oh, well, fair, fair enough. I'm uh, just uh, three days journey north. Yeah. Brackland Glen is a small, uh, small agricultural town mm -hmm. under the banner of uh, Lord Harrison. I've come because, well, I've heard of the troubles happening in this town and. Mm. Brigitte was just sharing with me some of the uh, the news of the day, and the, I hear the Archdruid has been arrested. Yes, he uh, certainly has. We uh, actually assisted in, in that whole um, event. Uh, we assisted the Lord. That's why we got the invite here, obviously. Um, oh, you're one of the champions, then. I think that that's a strong... Uh, strong thing strong title but yeah supposedly um i'd like to motion can i, can I see wiswick for where i am because i know he was with or he's like near me yeah wiswick did you want to go into the middle of the best dressed group or I'm just in the middle of the 
we're in the middle of the party. <laughs> Although how hilarious that sounds. Um, I would like to go in the middle of like all the noble groups. Like okay. I'm kind of just trying to like mingle. Like if if I were, to, I want to stand directly in the middle to mm-hmm. try and get people to talk to me. But if everybody's going up in like different circles, like I, I'm just gonna try and like walk slowly around the circles in like some random proximity of people and overhear what they're saying and see if anything like piques my interest. All right, uh, just give me a general perception check. Okay. But uh, you do notice Wizwick is kind of walking amongst the uh, on the outskirts of each of these cir- circle of uh, circle okay. of people. If he doesn't find anything to latch on to right now, I'm going to wave him over to my group. Okay. Uh, that is a five. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'd say I'd say you're you're generally like walking amongst the group, and every now and then just sort of stopping, uh, looking up at everyone, sort of. Uh, up above you, and occasionally you might you might hear some grumbles. Uh, it seems from the very little you can hear of the conversations that a lot of folks are talking. A lot of the upper class folks are talking in hushed tones about the archdruid and what happened, and sort of how that's some of them. It's how it's affecting the economy, business. Some how it's affecting their their, their family and friends, but nothing specific that you can you can gather. Um, you do hear. Uh, right before you see Cal waving you down, you hear uh, behind you at one point when you're sort of like having had stood in there for like five straight minutes and not had any contact, you hear a, a, some quiet laughter behind you. Um, and you turn and you see sitting at a table um, just in the middle of the room away from between the two crowds of people is um, a very finely dressed black furred tabaxi. Um, smoking a very long wooden pipe, who's just sort of watching you this entire time. You notice that he's been watching you, and he's just sort of snickering. He's wearing like a a, a very fine, like almost like uh, captain sailor uh, long coat that's uh, black with a very nice gold trim on it. That's very nice line work on it. Um, and he's just sitting at the table. He's got a, a an ale horn in one hand, and he's just smoking a pipe. And he's just every now and then like. <laughs> as he says he's watching you. And then you notice Cal uh, waving you down. I think I see this backseat and I see him chuckle and I stick my nose up and I just walk towards Cal because he's too beneath me at this point. <laughs> Literally. This is my very dear companion, Wiswick. Um, we, uh... We, uh, if you if you're going to lay the title of champion at anyone's feet, he is one of the the bravest fighters I've ever known. Oh please, champion is not a title that I would accept. Master of magics, arch wizard of power, maybe. Yes, he is an accomplished spellslinger. It appears to me. <laughs> and at that point, that with him uh, is just sort of like hmm, he's a little. It's a little short for the champion, for the arch wizard, aren't you? And then they see uh, uh, Brigitte slams her, uh, her her flagon into his chest. And says, Don't comment on the lad's height. <laughs> height doesn't determine your value. That it's is 
See, that is very uh, 9th century of you, and I really want to... I'm sorry, 13th century of you, and I really want to commend you on your attitude. Well, as the kids say, I'm woketh. Uh, <laughs> but, but she... <laughs> I she, loved and hated every second of this. Okay. <laughs> she, she sort of does a, 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 a head, heady bow to uh, Wizwick. It's a pleasure to meet you, Wizwick, Master of Spells. I am Brigitte, Stonecutter. Ah, Stonecutter. That's quite an interesting profession you have there. I have a uh, penchant for jewels myself. Uh, me and my so? people... Yes, me and my people love collecting the jewels of the Underdark. Mm. Oh, I imagine you might have some special gems then that I'd like to see. Oh, she's coming out of you! <laughs> Perhaps, but uh, I would say they're, they're more family heirlooms. I, I wouldn't want to uh, part with any of them. Oh, if understood. You, if, you, if you're a connoisseur, though, maybe we can uh, talk later about it. Oh, I'd love to. I've certainly seen my fair share of jewels, and I have cut some of the finest gems in all of the Trinwald Valley. That's the reason yeah, Lord Harrison keeps me around, invites me from so far away. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't be too interested in uh, buy, uh, selling jewels, but I would be uh, interested in buying. If you have such mm. jewels along with you, I wouldn't mind taking a look at your wares. Ah, well, I don't have a uh, selection with me tonight for the feast, other than what I'm wearing myself. And you see on her, her fingers at this point, you see there's a lot of thick gold bands with inlaid with several different gems. You see one has large sapphire, emerald, pearl, uh, <laughs> large um, diamond in one of them, like a very large diamond. She's just sort of like flashing them around as she's holding her her uh, ale mugs. But I'd be happy to show you my... What was that accent? I'd be happy to show you my selection on the morrow. Sounds like a plan. I, I look forward to seeing it. Now, uh, you folks seem quite rich and uh, noble-like. Uh, is there uh, any uh, party traditions that you uh, people know of that could maybe liven this up I, I it seems like nobody really wants to talk to me too much uh just moseying around i i think we better uh, do something to you know get get people going more out outstanding like we, we want people to mingle you know it's too clicky in here i pat wiswick on the shoulder and say and to that end wiswick you continue to talk to them. I'm going to see if I can rustle up some more companions. And I, and I, and I, he can keep talking. So I'm just going to, I'm leaving them. Okay. That's a, that's a great idea. Those, you know, in gnome parties, everybody knows everybody's name. We, we do fireworks. We dance, we sing, we have a great time. And, uh, yeah, it just seems a little droll here. Too much, uh, concern about what has happened in the day's events. Why not? accept the uh, facts for what they are and just have a good time, you know? Like this whole murder in the basement I keep hearing about. What is everybody <laughs> talking about? <laughs> yeah, you see the... Uh, the um, They're all just like staring at you during this entire speech, essentially. And the, um, the, the dwarvish woman kind of gives you a big wide grin. Uh, um, 
Odoron, the uh, the tall druid, is uh, stoic druid, is sort of just raising an eyebrow at you. And he's, she goes, I could not agree more with you, Wizwick. And you know, I know your name now. You know my name. This is Odoron. He's a bit of a stiff, but uh, I, I think you might have some interest in talking to him. He's a bit of a master of magic as well, being the last, seemingly the last druid left in Dressix. That uh, isn't gone crazy, apparently. Uh, and this here's my friend, uh, Dale. Uh, well, he's a bit awkward, I'd say. Not good for mingling. It's like, I don't know what you're talking... I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just called the man short. Uh, but they're... Uh, they sort of agree with you, but they don't really um, offer up any recommendations for uh, party tricks. Um, you see Dale, this uh, sort of like young, um, probably a young captain or soldier from from uh, that was with them. He kind of leans down to you, he's like, "Well, uh, well, you know, there was there is a tradition in Brecklin Glen amongst the uh, soldiers there of um, you see you fill you fill your boot with ale, and then you stand on the tallest table and you uh, you, you yell out." Uh, as loud as you can, uh, um, <laughs> bootstraps, and then you chug all the ale from your boot, throw it down on the ground, and scream as loud as you can. Soldiers will love it. Get this party started right away. Uh, 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 that, that's quite a joke. I mean, yes, that that would apply to a lot of the people. I, I've partied with these uh, soldiers before, and let me tell you, they know how to, how to have a good time. But, uh, you know, it, it's not always best to outcast half of the group of this party. We're, we're trying to build bridges here, and I think that we should go a little bit tamer. This is, just this is to actually, start off, at least. Maybe we'll do the boot thing later on in the night. This is actually a campaign dinner for uh, Wiswick. <laughs> um, I'm here to build bridges. <laughs> Wiswick 2020. Odoron uh, uh, kind of looks down at you, and he's like he's like a good like uh, uh, you know four or five feet taller than you. Uh, he's like, I uh, I would certainly agree with you, uh, Wiswick, that we must keep. At least in the early arts of this uh, feast, keep things civil. Um, you say you're a master of magics. I'd be curious to see what you uh, what you study. Well, uh, I usually study the arcane arts, but I have a penchant for uh, looking into the divine sorts. I see that is your uh, what's called cup of tea, as you would say. Uh, I have a friend, actually, who is a cleric, and uh, we've ah. been doing a lot of research uh, as to compare to these druids that have uh, seemed to have been corrupted in ways. Um, I, I believe I have a lot of information that might be useful uh, for you if you were to be someone who may take over the reins of the uh, druid uh, population in this town. Yes, it is, it is tragic what happens to the Archdruid, and I would be interested in whatever research uh, you and your companion, the cleric, have uh, discovered. Uh, and uh, you see uh, the dwarven woman kind of like pats him on the shoulder. He's like, uh, old <clears throat> Olderon's being uh, a bit shy here. He is 
as the highest ranking druid in the lands of Trisix, he's most likely going to be t uh, Lord Harrison's pick to uh, head the order from now and henceforth. And he's, he's like, forget oh, it's, it's certainly why I'm here, but <laughs> I don't think it's guaranteed. Well, you know, I, I have a little pull with uh, the um, with the nobleman here, seeing as I've done so much for them. Uh, I might be able to put in a good word if uh, you are noble enough, and I think you're a good lad. Uh, it seems that you've been uh, quite hospitable so far. Tell me uh, about do you do you worship a god of sorts? Um, is is the font mother your spiel? Oh yes, well certainly. I um, given the circumstances of the Archdruid Orleans arrest, it seems Lord Harrison and I'm sure the King of Tresics would most like a uh, leader who is firmly in the camp of worship of the font mother to lead the spiritual center of Maginset as opposed to those who devote themselves to the dead. But I I say that I pray when I pray. I, I speak with my mother and hope that she blesses me with her, her words of wisdom. But uh, certainly, I, I worship the Font Mother. Mm, very good. I mean, don't... I, honestly, there, there were... Uh, obviously, we've had a rough go of things in this town but i wouldn't put it past you if you had worshipped some other gods uh I, I know that isn't a popular opinion in this uh certain company but uh, you know i like to be honest and i tell things like it is and I, I i don't think you should be ashamed to worship any others if uh the font mother is just uh, a similar god to your own uh, please, if you, if you want to, like, go into more details, I, I would be interested to hear. Well, you know, most orders of the, uh, the Ash these days worship the Font Mother over the Ash Keeper, and we respect the tradition of our father, the Ash Keeper, but he is dead. That is the simple truth of our faith, and we must respect and cherish our living God if we are to maintain our traditions and to maintain our place and our ability to, you know, our ability to stave off a couple of priests from Oxland coming in and setting up a church of the Everflame and tearing down our standing stones. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I would like to speak to you more on the uh, details, but I don't think this is the right time and place for it. Uh, why don't I uh, try and get some people together to uh, put, put, start some music or something? It seems like maybe if uh, you few can join in uh, after I uh, do some theater, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm too much of a uh, leader in these types of things, but maybe I could ask that man over there in the black. You, you see that uh, cat-looking man over there? He, he seemed friendly. Maybe uh, he can uh, help me out. Uh, anybody know wh what that guy's name is? 
<laughs> and they, they all kind of look over to where you're pointing, and you see the, the cat is still watching you and, and, and laughing, uh, snickering here and there. Um, he's like, oh, oh, uh, <clears throat> I haven't had the pleasure of meeting the uh, tabaxi. I, I've, from what I know, he's old friends with Lord Harrison from his days in uh, the Endurian court. Um, but I'm afraid I don't know him. Uh, the uh, the dwarvish woman is like, I don't know her him at all. He's the first tabaxi I've seen in my life. Um, but if you start doing some theater there, little Wizwick, I'd I'd get on a table and dance with you. Uh, I told you she was coming out here. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to see your gem, dude. Um... <laughs> okay, so uh, Wizwick is going to bid them all adieu and mm -hmm. talk more later, and yeah. uh, he'll head towards the Tabaxi. Okay, uh, I want to check in with uh, everyone else at this point. Um, uh, Scarlet, uh, Curon, Timber, is there anything that you want to do? Anything you want to keep an eye out for? Or something you want to look for? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Timber's going to open his eyes every so often and just kind of listen for any sort of things that are just not right to put things simply <laughs> listen for uh listen things that stand out things that stand out thank you tim listening for some uh <laughs> some, some odd awkward things all right yeah uh, give me give me a, a listening perception check because uh, you all are just on the opposite uh, <laughs> leaning there. listening I want to listen and see if anybody's talking about um, uh, what happened in the barracks. Okay. Uh, Shannon, give me a general perception check. What'd you get uh, on that? Uh, 23! <sighs> Doggy ears. <laughs> Doggy ears. Uh, so you, I guess the stuff that stands out in the general area where you all are standing, kind of the way you stepped up and just kind of went across the room to lean against the wall, you're mostly hearing from the soldiers and less, uh, less from the uh, noble side. Um, and, I mean, they're mostly celebrating, although you do, I'd say, um, notice that there are like uh, little pockets of them on the outskirts of the group that seem to be drinking less. Um, you know, you hear them occasionally whispering to each other in very hushed tones, not hearty hushed tones, like just sort of talking um, and keeping darting their, darting their eyes around. You notice that these group, this group around um, are the only soldiers that have weapons on them. Shannon, what did you get? Six. It's a party. <laughs> there's, there's some uh, there's folks talking all around. There's clinking of glasses. You occasionally hear Wizwick uh, talking. You have uh, Cal talking. It's, it's a party. Um, uh, Timber's gonna try to like n nudge at uh, Scarlet's ale that she brought with her, mm -hmm. and then look at her like, <laughs> get me some. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not catching your own air. Trying not to draw attention to Um, I just would <clears throat> Uh, and then when uh, Scarlet is looking at me, after she says that, I'm gonna stare at the group of guards that have their weapons. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> you occasionally will notice uh, a few of them kind of looking back over their shoulder at you, um, kind of seeing you staring at them, and they're like, um, you know, folks are still uncertain about how to react around you uh, as a sort of like free-roaming wolf. Um, I will not... not sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah, not not for too long, but just, just enough so that Scarlet's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> mm. So oh. Scarlet, you do notice him staring at these guards um, that are on the outskirts of the uh, the larger group of guards where you can see them all kind of like clashing uh, mugs and, and, and sort of uh, uh, graciously uh, celebrating. Um, so at this point, you also notice um, uh, uh, servants are starting to come in with uh, big platters to bring to the tables. Um, but you do notice these guards are sitting there, occasionally whispering to each other. They're the only ones you can see of the soldiers, at least, that have weapons on them. Are they paying any special attention to us or just because he was staring at them? They're really only ever looking over because you are still an oddity in the town for the most part. Uh, you know, with your free roaming wolf and your bright red scarlet hair and your ashen skin, you're still just, it's, it's, you're not very conspicuous even when you're wearing plain clothes or feast clothes. Um, I mean, they're equally looking around towards where Cal is and, and, um, they're generally keeping an eye on everyone, um, but they are also sort of nervously looking um, at you all just because you're you seemingly because you're outsiders still. Kiran, what are you up to? Um, so Kiran, after people like started to disperse, uh, he kind of would have watched everyone and like awkwardly stood there kind of be like oh shit oh shit oh shit what do i do <laughs> um and then he would have approached the drink table he mm -hmm. would have gotten himself a little bit of wine watered it down a good deal so like i'm thinking like you know part, one part uh wine four parts water or three parts water you know easy enough uh, and he's just like kind of like sipping on it and he's looking out for uh the half elven drudis uh wyla yeah, and it's probably, um, <clears throat> you know, you notice all the food starting to come out and you notice that the um, um, people are starting to sit down at tables together. Um, it's at this point that Lord Harrison actually returns because he did step away for a moment. Um, he hasn't made any announcements yet, but it seems like he's kind of checking in. He's starting to do rounds around throughout the room. Um, it's probably about... A few moments after that, that you do notice in the far end of the hall, stepping in from the uh, from outside is what appears to be the arch or the uh, the Druidess uh, Wyla. Um, with actually with her is the uh, older uh, medic uh, woman who we have not uh, asked his name. <laughs> uh, she's just the yeah, wise she's old just lady. Wise old lady. Wise old lady is uh, escorting Wyla in, kind of keeping an arm arm Whoa. linked with hers. Wool, as I like to call her in my head. <laughs> um, she is wearing, uh, uh, Wyla is uh, wearing a flowing tunic of orange and blue color, um, sort of held tight at the waist with a um, just a thick belt with a golden uh, buckle. Um, the uh, tunic kind of comes down uh, mid-calf uh, with very open, flowing, like wizard-like sleeves, and then um, simple leather breeches and, and tall boots. Um, she has a um, 
a, a charmed necklace on. Uh, same same shaved uh, head with the blue tattoo on the uh, forehead. Um, the uh, bronze skin. She looks a lot healthier. She has a very light limp. Um, I wouldn't approach her at all. Um, just kind of like standing off to the side, not leaning against a wall or anything, but like maybe at a table or something, the drink table. Uh, and I'd observe how other people are viewing her as she walks in. Okay. Um, give me a perception check. <laughs> Gotta get the dice out. 20. 20, nice. Um, dirty 20? Yes. Okay. Um, so you're kind of in viewing her walking around the room. You're sort of also just getting a scan for the room in general. Um, you're noticing the, uh, uh, everyone's starting to take their seats. The king is, or the king, the lord is speaking with people. Um, occasionally you'll notice, um, the nobles or the artisans, the richly dressed folk are kind of like eyeing her with, um, intrigue, it looks like. It's like they're sort of like, oh, there's the survivor. Um, occasionally, maybe even hear someone be like, I heard she was held in a, in a prison beneath. Um, the soldiers all kind of eye her very warily. Um, and it's actually at that point you notice you sort of in your like sort of avoiding being seen watching her, but also keeping an eye. You notice for the first time up above, there are two sides, sort of like balconies on the side up above, um, where you'll notice there are two guards in each balcony, just sort of walking back and forth and keeping an eye on down below. E Armed each with oh. heavy, heavy crossbows. Nice. Um, also, it's, it's incredibly dark. It's a strange darkness in the, um, the ceiling, sort of like where you'd expect fl flickering flames to lick the, uh, the ceiling a little. Uh, the light from the flames, it's sort of just very dark up there. Um, you know, the light is reaching the banisters and the structure, but there's just, it's um, a bit unsettling. Um, and is occasionally, it similar to the darkness we saw in the, below the uh, druids? It does, from where you are now, it would be a little hard to tell. It doesn't look like it's sort of that smoky darkness. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just unsettling to, just like think about like you're at a, uh, at a right. party in a large hall and it's like the only time you looked up and realized oh yeah like there's something up there there's there's a second floor there's guards it's very dark up there it's unsettling compared to the lively feast below so, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh i i left uh wiswick's conversation um and i started walking up towards the drink table uh, but I want to do it in a way that makes makes it seem like I'm walking towards the best dressed group of people and I want to make sure that I catch the attention of the the woman who saw me before okay. also can I get a, a I know you said that the one woman in the violet gown was older what's everybody else's age at that group yeah so there's the um, the two uh, men who appear to be twins yeah um, they are they look like they're probably in their they could be in their late 30s early 40s um, <clears throat> you know they have just sort of uh, uh, 
actually their their hair is like a bowl cut almost with, with like an undercut shaved sides um they're very large men they're probably each six feet tall with very broad shoulders very large barrel like chests um that's like barely containing their very uh um, fancy clothes um <laughs> And then the um, the woman who had the, the nice cutlass is probably in. She seems younger, um, but uh, probably in her early thirties. Um, seems the cutlass, though it is fancy, from looking at her and trying to catch her gaze, you can sort of see there's somewhat of a scar that goes through her lips. Like she's done some fighting with that cutlass. She may be of the upper echelons, but she's trained in some sense. Or she got okay. a, a bad cut in her face when she was holding her cutlass. <laughs> but uh, once again, you have an awkward exchange with her where she, she, and you even actually see her for a moment, like raise her hand from the cutlass as if to, to wave. And then when she notices you're not, you're. No, this fine. time I, I raised both eyebrows at her with a little smirk, but then walk past. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. <laughs> And get myself a drink. And okay. then I turn around um, and go to the soldiers and hang out with them. Okay. There's nothing in particular I want to get out of them. I just want yeah. to make sure they know that I like them and we're friends. <laughs> it's easy if enough want, to do. Okay. I was going to say, if you want, yeah. I can roll a, a charm or something. Uh, I, I Actually, you know, I'll take a, I'll take a, a charisma roll. Raw or persuasion? Uh, let's do, uh, Persuasion. That's better. Uh, that's a 16 plus 3. I'm not good at that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> or a 19. Okay. Uh, so it's, they, they very warmly embrace you into their circle. They, they clink, they clink cups with you, horns with you. Um, you see McLear, as soon as he sees you, he sort of, um, you know, sort of pounds his chest. He's like, this man! This man took down the golem with his own sword. Nothing go, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> We were all there. <laughs> Nothing but a thin piece of metal. He poked it in the right spots. And that creature came tumbling down with just nothing but his steel. I make sure that the wealthiest dressed piece of people notice that I'm embraced by the soldiers. <laughs> it's it's at that point you sort of you're getting like not, uh, pads on the shoulder from the, the uh, in the shoulder from the soldiers. They're like they're cheering with you that you sort of gaze over and you notice the um, the woman with the cutlass is sort of like <laughs> they're, they're, the, the upper echelon is perplexed by you. Uh, I raise, a, I raise my ale glass towards them or ale horn towards them and then go back to drinking with my friends. <laughs> you see the um, the uh, uh, the two ends raise their glasses in unison to you but the uh, the woman just starts to ignore you and the um, the, the very finely dressed uh, in violet uh, older woman is sort of, she raises hers and spills it slightly onto the uh, the woman with the sword, and it's just a whole mess. <laughs> Would you that describe it as hot? It's, it's it's not hot yet, but it is getting there. <laughs> a lukewarm mess. It's a lukewarm mess right now <laughs> as these two groups interact. Um, uh, Wizwick, what were you doing? Is it, you were... He's talking to the cat. Yeah, oh, that's right. You went up to the cat. The cat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, easy enough. You approach him. He's uh, he's he's still smoking from his pipe. Occasionally releasing little tufts of air, uh, tufts of smoke. He's um, 
very, very like dark black fur, almost like hard to see where it almost looks like these two piercing uh, amber eyes are just peering out of nowhere. And he's got a very fine mane uh, around it that has braids coming down like this. Um, and he's just smoking the pipe and he's just sort of snickering at you. He's, oh, you're a bit out of place. Uh, maybe just a little. You seem, uh, quite unique in your, your own regard here. Uh, my name is Wiswick. I am Renard. Renard? I don't know much of your people, but what I, from what I've read, uh, you have a penchant for being, uh, bards. Do you think that, uh, maybe you could, uh, help me liven up this party? <laughs> I myself am not a bard. I, uh, merchant, mostly. Kajita. <laughs> Didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I have Wes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, he, uh, he just looks at you as, I'm mostly a merchant. I do not do much singing, unless you get me more drunk. Well, that can be arranged. <clears throat> he sort of, he, he snickers at you again. He's like, I like you, little gnome. You are breath of fresh air in this staid party. Oh, really? I thought you were making fun of me from a distance. I was. Oh, okay. I mean, I could, I, 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 <laughs> I could have played it off as if it was a furball or something, but okay, if you're going to be direct like that. <laughs> uh, well, my people are very direct. Well, I could respect that, I assume. Uh, why don't uh, we have a few drinks and uh, you can tell me about your people. And I pull out my flask and I pour some of my own brew. Mm. And he, uh, he sort of, uh, in releasing a big tuft of smoke, looks down at your flask and says, Oh, you bring your own. That's how we Snurf Neblin do it. <laughs> Snurf Neblin, that's right. Uh, yes, I'll share a drink with you and tell you a bit of my homelands. Uh, <clears throat> but first, you must tell me a little bit about yours. And what brings you to Lord Harrison's Hall? Well, uh, apart from my own heroic deeds and uh, helping out the Lord here, uh, I am on a quest for knowledge. I have left my people in order to scour these lands for ancient secrets, ones that might bring me uh, more power. Power? That's what I seek, yes. Mm. Well, this is uh, a fairly uh, accursed place to find magic. Tressex is not known for its masters of the weave. Well, uh, I, I must admit, my uh, the beginning of my quest has not been going exactly as I've planned, but I have found a group of trustworthy adventurers that seem to have like-minded goals as myself, so I, I believe that I'm taking a step in the right direction. Maybe you could lead us in a direction that could 
where else would there be uh, magical powers of what you speak? Ah, well, if you are seeking magic, mystery, knowledge, hidden things, uh, farmlands of the humans is not the place to be. If you were to come to the beastlands, perhaps, come mingle with my people, mingle with some of the dragonborn. You might find more mystery there, even just going to Endurus on the border of this country. That is where I do most of my work, in Doris. I notice your friend over there seems that, seems from his etiquette I noticed, likely uh, upper echelon of the Endurian culture. Eh, possibly, honestly, I think he just put on airs. He, he's, he's sort of, uh, uh, boisterous fellow uh, likes to think highly of himself. I mean, you can't fall. <laughs> Not all of us can be so naturally gifted as or perhaps you. Of course, little friend. Uh, he certainly seems to put on as he has been eyeing half the people in this room and trying to mess with them, it seems. But in short, I have heard some of, some from Lord Harrison of your, you and your friend's skills. Well, perhaps if you were interested in traversing south, uh, I may have some work for you. What type of work? Merchant work? Ah, uh, I could say acquisitions. There's a lot of rich goods in the south that are difficult to acquire, and bold adventurers like yourselves, uh, you can make quite a lot of coin uh, working for merchants in the south. When you say acquisitions, we, we will figure out the details later, but uh, I must know, first of all, do you mean relics and riches, or do you mean people and, uh, I don't know, power? I, 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 I want to be a little bit more clear about what we're dealing with here. Uh, and you see, when as soon as you had said riches and treasures and relics, his, um, <clears throat> his expression, he did sort of widen his eyes and smirk at you through his pipe and release some smoke. He's, Oh, my little friends, all oh, the riches and relics we can find in the ruins of those lands. Mm, if you're interested in uh, those types of things, maybe uh, I can uh, interest you in a little something. Call it, call it a uh, show of good faith. And I pull out the little uh, bell that I acquired earlier and i put it on the table and i say this may seem like a paltry item but uh maybe if you take a closer look you could uh see that it, there's more that meets the eye <laughs> uh and he 
he maintains eye contact with you, and as soon as you finish, he sort of darts his eyes to the bell and then looks back at you with a large smirk, and he takes his large paw-like hand and picks it up, and just as it would be, no sound rings from it. He starts to examine it. Hmm. A finely tricky bell. What does it do? Well... If one were to know a uh, magical incantation, the bell would chime. And the chime is quite potent magical spell that will cause necrotic damage to any who you aim it at. Ah, it is uh, simple magic, but something uh, certainly mysterious. Do you know its origins? Uh, I have a vague understanding of what, who and what might have created it, but uh, I, I, I mean, it's just a paltry magic item. Nothing to be too interested about. I have much greater riches uh, in store. I have been reading about some ruins that might cause you to uh, be like a very wealthy man. Hmm. Well, my, me and my associates would certainly be interested in acquiring more wealth and relics and treasures of all sorts. I thank you for this gesture. You see he places the bell in his coat. Um, not caring if you meant to give it to him or just show it to him, he just takes it. Honestly, Wiswick doesn't care that much. He, he's kind of just happy to find somebody like-minded, and he's trying to be generous, like, straight up ahead. Hmm. Uh, he gives uh, the tabaxi a little bit more alcohol, mm. and he says, My God, I can't deal with all this small talk. There's not enough fun in this room. We've got to get these people together. I, I was just telling those people over there that this party is too clicky. We, we, we've, I, I plan on gathering the people together. Maybe, come on, if you could help, just... Just chime in with a tune. I'm gonna work something out here. Uh, actually, maybe you heard of this. Um, back where I came from, there's a festival known as the Festival of the Stars. You, have you ever heard any gnomish songs about the Festival of the Stars? He uh, probably wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sort of looking at you like, for the first time, sort of absent stare. And he's like, I do not know of this uh, festival of songs, festival of stars song. Uh, strange name for a resident of the Underdark. Well, you know, it, it's funny that the, the name comes from the bioluminescence of the fungi down there. Uh, every uh, couple of months, there's a special time when they all bloom and it lights up the caverns, the cavernous lakes with a beautiful glow and we reminisce it to stars and we have a small little dance that goes along with uh, I would, uh, and at this point he sort of takes a long draught of the, uh, the whiskey he, he poured him. He's like, I would, certain, I would certainly like to see this dance. Okay, so... At this point, like, uh, well, I'm not going to do it unless I have some music to go to. So, I mean, come <laughs> on. I, I know you got something there. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, the, the tabaxi kind of looks at you surprised, sort of almost doing like a... 
head head back like a cat that just got like sprayed with some water. <laughs> it's just like, like as I said, I am not a I am not a performer. But perhaps perhaps one more drink will get me there. Alright, so we, <laughs> we have a few more drinks before we get started. In the tabaxi asks you essentially to teach him the song. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's literally like, uh, imagine like a Jewish, like, picking. like yeah. that, that's all it is. It's literally like you start off real slow and you just keep getting faster. It's just slow, start clapping along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> should we eat dinner first? I'm going to say, well, this is happening while the food's being served. So you're all getting ready to like sit down to eat. Um, as, uh, or I guess I'll say it's sort of right before the food kind of comes out and it is placed down. Um, so for all of you watching, you sort of, you see this was the first time for most of you noticing other than Cal, probably the tabaxi, um, which, uh, for the most part, most of you would have never seen a tabaxi before. Uh, the only person who probably would have, uh, seen a tabaxi before is potentially, uh, well, no, no, never mind. No, he wouldn't have, um, so it's a strange sight to see a, a cat humanoid. Um, and it's an even stranger sight to see him singing very off tune and loosely following Wizwick's words that he's singing as they're sort of clapping and kind of like very, like that very awkward, like one, one foot, two foot step dance. <laughs> uh, Wizwick, give me, just give me a performance check with advantage yeah. since the tabaxi's helping you. Okay, great. Can I, 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 at the same time, I'm trying to like pull in people as I'm doing it. Like I'm just, I'm kind of dancing around the area. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do like a goofy little dance where I'm like getting real low to the ground and like having my hat cover my head. So I kind of look like a mushroom cause it like comes out and then mm -hmm. I pop out and I dance a little and then I go back down. <laughs> just imagining you just sort of like wiggling and then popping up and down throughout the crowd as you're singing the song. Um, oh, roll. this is the wrong thing. All right. Hold hey, 18 natural. Let's see what terrible modifier I'm adding to that. Um, zero. Okay, 18. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's like the, the party is not necessarily responding super great to it, but every now and then you'll get like a, a, a person joining in on the clap. No one's really dancing with you. Um, a few of the soldiers actually do come up actually and kind of like dance beside you for a moment and then sort of down their ales and walk away to get more ale. I'd say it's a, a straight 50-50. You, you got half the room, the other half is sort of ignoring you, but there's people who are definitely cheering, and um, it's a moment. Like uh, like uh, Cal and, and everyone else, you would notice that uh, um, that Wizwick's actually kind of worked in the room a little bit <laughs> with this strange uh, black-furred tabaxi. Building bridges. <laughs> Wizwick 2020. Um, <laughs> it's at this point sort of as Wizwick's dance sort of fades and as sort of the conversation uh, hushes a little, the soldiers start to find their seats. The, uh, the, the, the richly folks start to find their seats. It's a little bit more mingled once people are sitting um, and you see food starts to come out um, as the, uh, 
as Lord Harrison kind of, uh, or Lord Harrison steps up to the dais, you see the, the uh, Captain Domino comes out from behind, whispers something to him quietly, and then takes a seat beside him. Um, the Lord is still standing. Um, you see there's a few other folks uh, find their way up to the front. Um, you actually see the tabaxi after finishing dancing with, uh, after finishing dancing and singing, uh, and sort of richly downing the rest of the whiskey. Uh, Wiswick gave him approaches up and actually sits up at the dais. Um, and you see uh, the woman with the uh, fine cutlass as well sits up at the dais. Uh, oh, um, God, already. Oh, also, I wanted to ask you about the um, the librarian. Is she there on the oh, dais? Oh, yes. Uh, she's not on the dais, but the librarian is there. Um, she's sort of sitting um, off to the side of the dais at one of the closer tables. Did um, she like the dance? Give me a perception check. <laughs> uh, Odoron is also going up to the, uh, the dais, um, as well as a few other folks that you haven't really encountered. Um... And, and you see Wyla, the um, the druidess, is is led up to the dais with the uh, wise old woman as well. Um, uh, I'm rolling fire tonight. That's a 19. <laughs> okay. So you do notice that the librarian, uh, who's sitting off to the side, sort of with a few other um, of the uh, house servants who are sort of maybe up higher up in the... Uh, hierarchy are sitting off to the side kind of at a like the manager's table at the restaurant um and you do notice there is a point where she starts to clap <laughs> uh seemingly impressed with your cultural uh performance um but as everyone's sort of starting to sit um the lord kind of is standing and he kind of eyes each of you and presents forward to uh to to take your seats as well. Where would you all like to uh, to sit? Seating isn't assigned. It is not assigned. Low class backwoods. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to gather. My, I'd like us all to sit together if possible. At whatever table is convenient. Yeah. So Cal uh, sort of approaches um, those of you who are uh, wallflowering it, and. Um, <laughs> gathers you over to uh, where Wiswick is and you all find seating. Uh, any particular, are you trying to sit closer to the soldiers or more mingled in with the upper upper crust? Right in between them. Oh! <laughs> Dildon? Uh, Bridge. Wiswick 2020. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, I mean, easy enough, you find sort of the most centralized uh, uh, space with enough seats for all of you. Um, there's you know, silver platters with the top part uh, dome on them in front of you. There's a few servants standing amongst the uh, um, the, uh, the the feast as the Lord sort of, as everyone has finally sat, he himself, he claps his hands together and he looks out and he's like, tonight we are <laughs> tonight we are here to celebrate the arrest and defeat of the Archdruid Olin uh, for his crimes. But more importantly, we are here to celebrate the champions who made it possible. I would like to call out the uh, young, uh, young adventurers before us, sitting conveniently right in the middle, um, <laughs> uh, for their bravery. Now, momentarily after the feast, we will speak with. We will have them each presented before you. 
their names and any titles read, and they will each have a choice of one reward from that which we have looted from the Archdruid's treasures, as I had promised them. Now, these brave men and women put, almost put their lives down to put to rest this taint within our, our village. And now we are knowing peace, thanks to their good deeds. And they, and they will potentially continue working with us to ensure the peace in Imagine Set, ensure the peace in Tressex, and the prosperity in the Trinwald Valley. But at the close of this new dawn festivity, I present you all with a feast of, uh, of our bounty. <clears throat> and the, uh, the um, servants lift up and you'd find all a menagerie of, of delicious foods, roast lamb, uh, uh, smoked meats, some, some lovely vegetables for Kiran, um, <laughs> and just all manner of, you know, you know honeyed breads, um, the ale is being brought around to the tables to be poured. Um, it's the time to, to feast. Uh, you have a moment to talk amongst yourself. Um, and it's sort of a, a, a back into sort of the general um, humdrum of the, uh, the feasting. As you hear, you hear the soldiers just ripping, ripping food off of the, like chicken legs off the bone. And they're just loud and they're still being really uproarious. You hear on the noble side, it's generally quiet. But then you occasionally hear um, Bugit. Uh, um, just sort of loudly cheering as well and sort of like, uh, you know, elbowing the uh, uh, Dale, the uh, companion she had, um, much to the sort of dismay of some of the folks around her. Um, so it's it's generally lively. There is some um, some some dullness over on the, uh, the, the richer side. Um, and you see at the upper uh, dais, the, uh, you see uh, Heronson very frequently speaking with Captain Domnall. Um, and nodding to him as Domnall stands and leaves, keeps coming back and forth. I'm gonna enjoy my food. <laughs> I think Wiswick is also enjoying his food, but in the meantime, he he's constantly talking up his new Tabaxi friend. <laughs> to the party. What was his I, I, name, I this... Wiswick? Uh, uh, I think his name is Kitty. <laughs> You know, I don't know many Tabaxi, but I really don't think his name was Kitty. Well, maybe that's just what I've been calling him. Um, uh, but but he seems to really like it. Uh, we get along <laughs> great. I think we're um, going to make a lot of money together. Uh, Cal, you would actually be the only person who has ever probably seen a Tabaxi before. Because yeah. there is a, a, a some Beastland um, population in Duras. Uh, I want to just pick off some uh, some of the meat from the table and feed it to Tim. I'm assuming he's sitting next to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy enough. Easy enough to do. Uh, as I'm doing that, can I kind of just, like, very nonchalantly cast an eye, Captain walking back and forth, and I make out, like, his meaner, like, what, what he's feeling, just, like, I get a feel yeah. for what he's feeling. Give me a perception check. That's better. 17. Uh, so yeah, so he, a few things you notice. One, he's not smiled once, even during the uh, the um, the Lord's uh, um, toast or, or whatever you want to call it. He's very stern faced. 
he anytime he's resting in one place when he's sitting sitting there you see his eyes constantly kind of darting around the room occasionally looking up uh towards the uh the balconies and then back to the uh lord when he steps away you notice he goes in through the back um he seems to stay there for a few moments and then briefly comes back um and sort of occasionally just sort of stands and looks around and then occasionally takes his seat takes a bit of a drink maybe occasionally nibbles on something but he's generally really the vibe you're getting is he's incredibly on edge Mr. Scarlet, um, I've noticed you've been uh, kind of hiding in the corner. Is, is everything all right? Is this just not your scene? Yeah, it's not really. It's a bit stimulating. Yeah. I completely understand. Well, I don't understand, but I empathize, you know. Um, you seem very in your element. This is, uh, yes. I don't, I mean, element, strong. Uh, but I've always enjoyed a good uh, gathering. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> Thank you. And then I, I, that was that. Um, and Q, I know that you, this isn't really your thing either, but how are you? Um, well, the wine is good. He says, uh, with a bit of a, uh, Elysian glow, if you will. <laughs> um, he hasn't drank in a lot, but he doesn't drink. And I don't know if this is canon or not, but I like to think Elysian elves are not big drinkers either and alcohol, you know, messed with their system a little bit so he's uh he's he's feeling a little merry but he's not like outspoken at the moment he's just kind of like i'd like to uh point cheers with him and drink <laughs> <laughs> uh excellent um so yeah it's and and you know every now and then a, uh, a servant will come over and sort of uh refill your mugs um bring any new food out um yeah, I mean, you're really the only thing you're really noticing is the captain continues to leave the room. Um, Curon, you occasionally look up and still see the uh, the gathered guards at, up at the top. Um, you notice the uh, the arch or the uh, the druidess is kind of not really talking to anyone up at the uh, the dais. She's sort of seemingly there is almost like a look at this kind of thing, as opposed to actually being uh, speaking with the uh, the lord. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's soon enough that you, in the sort of uh, tin din of everything, that you see the Lord kind of bringing in, uh, waving in, and you see uh, four servants come walking in, carrying sort of like a uh, a platform that has bars that they're holding, and on on it is sort of a trove of treasures. Um, as they bring it, he brings it out and they place it sort of on a table set up in the front below the dais. As the uh, the the Lord stands and says, "Quiet, quiet, all. Uh, I think it is now time to bring forward our champions, introduce them to all of you, and give them choice of their their treasures. Who amongst you will come first? Uh, Timber is going to walk. <laughs> Just get up. As, <laughs> as Timber walks up." Um, sort of, you hear like chuckles from the crowd, and this few soldiers like, Ay! and the the lord sort of like smirks down at at, at the, uh, the bold wolf and looks to uh, Scarlet and just sort of, by all means, your hound, I suppose, can have his choice as well. Uh, Timber, would you like to select a treasure? 
<laughs> it was mostly as a joke, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, sort of the Lord is kind of, I think the Lord, like you're getting the vibe that he's sort of like, what's the wolf going to pick? He's yeah, gonna, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like He's not going to pick anything uh, valuable. He's just going to grab the nearest thing. Uh, or not anything at all. And everyone will laugh as he goes and lays down. Um, and much to his surprise, you're, I'm imagining you're going to go up towards the, the treasure hoard. Yeah, that's right. Um, so sort of at a brief glance, you see there's a lot of um, uh, just sort of sacks that appear to be coin. Um, <clears throat> there's uh, a fine, uh, a very fine um, ornate wooden box um, that's sort of probably... Um, you know, about this big. Um, it's got uh, some nice carvings on it. Um, it's closed. You wouldn't really be able to open it as a wolf to look at what's inside. There's a similar um, box that, so that box is uh, like a, a nice, rich, finished wood with, um, with just sort of orange uh, painted uh, Celtic knots on it. Another box is similar, but it has red um, painted on, on the Celtic knots. Um, you notice there are several. Um, uh, like jewelry in the front. You notice like some golden chains. You notice a, some, a gathering of rings um, that are there. Uh, you know, some with large gems in them, uh, pearls, diamonds, um, other gems. You notice a sheathed sword that's laid a- across the top. It's, uh, about a short sword um, that 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 is uh, is some faint glowing um, at the hilt. Uh, um, you notice a, um, there is another box, uh, that is, uh, like the size of an engagement ring box, um, with a flame on it, carved into the top of it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's mostly like actual treasure and then these few distinct items. Um... The two boxes with the Celtic knots on them. Mm-hmm. There's the one orange one and one red one. You said, "Yes." I, I cannot open those. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? T- Timber's actually just going to continue being a wolf, and uh, he's going to just kind of lay down next to the treasure, but not pick anything yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But like, uh, but like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And the uh, the Lord kind of like, and uh, Fairhound has chosen his most excellent napping space. Now, I think who, I think yeah. <laughs> who amongst his companions shall step forward first? Wiswick decides to step up after that quickly. Mm-hmm. He he waves his hat and that, like does one of these and like quickly uh, scurries <laughs> up to the front. You hear there's a huge cheer from the soldiers and you see the tabaxi lifts his uh, his his uh, ale mug at you and there's sort of just a, 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 a rowdy uh, support for Wiswick as soon as he steps up. I do like a little like jig like going up. Like, now I'm a little bit more drunk, so it's like not really that good. But, like I do a jig like getting up on the dais and then I do like a <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as I like do my little like performance like surprise thing, I cast detect magic on this on the horde. <laughs> oh, That's okay, what I was so waiting for. 
So essentially, essentially, you're um, doing like a hiding your your detect magic spell in amongst this jig. Easy enough to do. Um, I'm assuming you're using the spell slot for it. Yep. Um, all right. So a uh, few things light up um, as you're sort of drunkenly moving about. Um, the two boxes both light up. Um, each uh, each one lights up individually. Um, within those, well, actually, no. One of them does not light up. The red colored one does not light up, um, but the other one does um, light up. Um, and then the uh, the small uh, um, box with the fire on top lights up. The sword lights up. Um, and that's it. I think Wiswick is going to go with, uh, well, I get to only pick one thing, right? Like, are, are the sacks, like, just gold, or are there ones that are, like, filled with gems, or is it, like, are there gems skewn across? Like, can I just take a handful of stuff if I really wanted to? <laughs> it seems like most things are in, like, in sacks. They seem to be mostly um, coin in the actual sacks. Um, there is sort of, like, a small chest in the front that's filled with jewelry um, mostly and then occasionally a large gem um you get the vibe that based on the uh the gem container that it's like pick one um i mean you notice there's all sorts there though you know you know there's um you know large there's probably if you're looking at just sort of the individual gems um they're probably you know, if you really dug in there, you could probably find one that's maybe 50 or 100 gold pieces worth. Um, there's some, there is uh, some pearls in there. Um, <laughs> there is. Um, we were looking uh, for pearls earlier. <laughs> uh, you know, and then there's some necklaces. They don't, they're not magical though, for the most, anything in there, other than that one um, container that has the flame on it that's sitting on, sort of on top of that pile. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna reach in and I'm gonna like lean close to the ground. And mm -hmm. as I pick up the little flame uh, box, I'm gonna whisper to uh, Timber the short sword and the orange box. And then I, I uh, what's it called, uh, take my little gift and I open up the little flame box. Mm -hmm. What's okay. inside? <laughs> so what's inside is a ring. Uh, I was gonna say it immediately bursts into flame and kills everyone. Yeah, immediately, <laughs> just yeah, right. All of no, they didn't check any of this for traps. It's all trapped. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly assumed it was a ring, and I didn't like. I I feel like there's no threat between like this whole situation. So I kind of just want to like quickly yeah. take the ring and put it on and show it off. Yeah, based on um, um, what the uh, Lord has said before, that they were going to thoroughly inspect everything before they allowed you to pick anything, you presume all of this stuff has been inspected and opened before, so if any traps were inlaid, they already were triggered if they were there. Um, so easy enough, you put the ring on, it's a, a very bright gold band with a, a very large um, uh, ruby inset into it that's in a diamond shape. Um, you don't feel any effects immediately. Seems like you may need to spend some time with it, maybe attuned to it. Um, but uh, it's very nice. And there's, and as soon as you put it on and sort of twirl around, you hear 
the same level of cheer and awe from the audience, uh, particularly the soldiers. Um, as uh, yeah, I turn uh, around and I bow to the what's called to the Lord, and I scurry back to my seat. As Wizwick uh, walks back, so that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I'm gonna go for the orange box. But okay. as I'm walking to the box, I want to like circle around it and align my path with those with some pearls. Are the pearls like in a, like in route to the box? Can I make it like like have to walk over the treasure kind of thing? Uh, I'll put it this way: if you if you want to grab a pearl, you're gonna have to essentially do the dog thing where you leap up and start digging through like someone's food. Like, uh... you're, you're not gonna be able to just grab a single pearl from the uh the the jewelry box okay you have to get up there and just do like mess the whole s- situation up as a dog so ooh, that's a good idea <laughs> so he transforms takes a pearl and transforms <laughs> all real quickly and stealthily uh, it's sort of um, as timber starts to wander around that the lord sort of claps his hands excellent excellent now who would like to come up next I'm gonna I'm gonna take the orange box and then walk back. <laughs> no, it seems the uh, the hound has made his choice. Uh, and the, the Lord kind of is like, uh, I didn't expect that. All right. Um, well, I guess I said well each of them could have one. So fair enough. Fair enough. Who would like to step up next? Kieran looks at both Cal and Scarlet like, you first. I say ladies first. Kieran is eyeing uh, (laughs) Scarlet now like, hey, it's your turn. Get up there. I don't want to be up there. (laughs) Um, I shoot him a look back like, I don't either. Um, (laughs) But after watching Timber come back, um, I'll stand up and walk through. Okay. Um, you see the same things. You see the uh, box with the red, uh, red painted knots on it. You see the sword with the faint glow at the uh, between the hilt and the um, the sheath. Um, and you see the several sacks of coin and the uh, the general jewelry box. Um, yeah. Uh, I would like to pick up the red box. Okay easy enough. When you pick it up and open it, you find inside is two healing potions. Two minor healing potions. I'll give the Lord a grace nod. He returns his nod. Um, Notably quiet when Scarlet went up there. Sort of tensed, a little bit tense in the room. Um, Sort of this mysterious woman who is very aggressive. Um, Soldiers don't cheer. They're sort of like you know, McClear is grinning at you. He's the only one who's sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But, um... Easy enough. Um, the Lord the Lord sort of then gestures down to Kiron and, um... And Cal to approach and take their tre- trophy or treasure. Wizwick's just gonna whisper to Cal... I sensed some magic from the from the sword. You might want that one. Cal unmutes himself and then uh, uh, goes up and grabs that sword. Okay. Easy enough. Um, 
It's a short. It's uh, generally it's a. Uh, it's a short sword. Well, no, it's a it's a long sword actually. Um, like a hand and a half or a two hander. Uh, uh, versatile. You can do either two handed right. or one handed. That's. That's. Um, but uh, you sort of unsheath it a little bit, and you notice the blade um, has a dull glow to it. Um, that you sort of don't really notice too much about it right now, but it sort of has a dull moonlight-like glow to it. How uh, how does the the hilt feel in my hand? <laughs> it's it's a it's a well-crafted sword. It's it's it's, it's weighted well. Um, the hilt it doesn't slip. It's, uh, it's <laughs> generally <laughs> it does it doesn't slip out of your hands immediately. That's good. <laughs> All right, cool. I I bow and walk back. A fine choice. And certainly, uh, our friend Curon has his choice now. Uh, Mostly so treasure. <laughs> so Curon well, would stand up, kind of strain his back, kind of be like, all right, all right, we got this, we got this. Um, walk up the steps and looking at the treasure um, is clearly like looking for something that's not there for a moment. And he looks at the, uh, the Lord and goes, excuse me. Did you not include the ashen mask worn by the Archdruid? It was one of the only items I truly wished for. You see at the mention of the, the uh, ashen mask, the Lord sort of in, the, he's got that like smiling, gracious Lord. And then sort of, it's his face sinks and his hands kind of come in. His body kind of crumbles a little bit. You, you hear a few whispers. Uh, well, as I said to you, Kiron, uh, and your party uh, a day ago, uh, the treasures would be provided uh, after we were to confiscate anything we would need uh, in our trial of the Archdruid. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the mask is being held. Oh, a shame. <laughs> I suppose I understand. Um... So all that's left is treasure now. Pretty much, yeah. There's there's sacks of gold. There's a um, uh, there's jewels, uh, oh, pearls, um, sapphires, emeralds, gems, necklaces, rings. Kiran would go for just one of the pearls, probably mm -hmm. the largest. That looks like it's worth a hundred gold, <laughs> give or take. Uh, pick it up, roll it between his fingers and then bow to the uh, Lord and walk back down to the table. A fine gem. And as he claps, the servants lift the treasures away and, and, and pull them away. He's like, I thank you again, bold adventurers, for the service you've done to Maginset, champions of Maginset as you are. You will always be welcome in our city and our town. Um, you'll always find dwelling in my hall. And I do hope this leads to even further uh, protection and work together in the service of the greater good. Now let us all feast and raise our glasses to these brave champions and continue our fair evening into the night in the, in the revelry. I thank you. And at that, he claps a few times and raises his own cup and the crowd responds with cheers. It's somewhat awkward. Um, and then he sort of stops, and before everyone sits, he's like, another person that I would like to honor tonight is the brave Druidus Wyla here. 
She was held captive by Archdruid Orlin and tortured beneath the temple halls. She's all that's left of the Order of Ash in this, uh, this fair city. And I hope that she will work well with, uh, Arch with, uh, <clears throat> with the Druid, uh, <clears throat> Uderon from, uh, Brennick Glen, uh, in helping us restore the, uh, the temple and restore this order to what it once was. Please join me in welcoming her into our good graces as the survivor of the Archdruid's tear. Sort of a solemn raise of the glass at this. There's not a cheer here. As she sort of very uncomfortably looks around and sort of nods to the group, very out of place, very fish out of the water. She does make eye contact with Kiron for an extended uh, extended nod. Um, and then uh, he sort of a claps his hands. Smile. A warm smile, a gracious smile across the room. And it's at this point that the feast, uh, the Lord claps his hands, more food and ale is brought out, and the feast continues into its its, its revelry. Um, <laughs> sort of the soldiers cheering and cla clashing their, uh, their mugs together again um, as, uh, as the feast continues. Um, I, I, I stare at Scarlet with this box in my mouth, like, <laughs> as if oh, implying, yeah, right. put this in my pocket, please. <laughs> Just looking very uncomfortable with the box in my mouth. Well, open it. <laughs> so Scarlet takes the box from Timber's, uh, mouth, um, doesn't open it, okay, um, puts it away her bag what would you all like to do Wiswick's been drinking way too much mm. he, he leans over to Cal and he says Cal this has been fun should, <laughs> should, should I make a toast should we should we toast them I don't think we should at least should not we say yet. something uh, now we well you know I think the I think going so soon after the Lord's Toast may be deemed as a little bit uh, disrespectful, like you're trying to one-up him. That's not what we're trying to do, you know? We want right. everyone to be friends here, right? I say, patting him on the back. And <laughs> how, about, how about you make a toast, and then I'll uh, do mine after? <laughs> how about we uh, wait for everyone to finish up their food and then try dancing again? How about that? <laughs> I don't know. I feel tired. I drank too much. I'm imagining Wizwick just getting like really close to Cal. Yeah. <laughs> too. Um. Well, look then, at my booby. Yes, it's impressive. We should uh, look into what that does because the last time one of our party members put on a ring, it uh, it won't come off. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Still but, stuck. Um, but this one's got a big ruby. It's, it is gorgeous, my friend. It is truly a sight to behold. And you wearing it, it only adds to your already uh, nigh-mythical charm. Um, but if you're feeling tired, maybe you should go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had a festival for the gnomes. It was called the Festival of the Ruby. Uh, did they really have a festival called the Festival of the Ruby? Yeah, there's a Festival of the Ruby. <laughs> oh, is it yearly? Uh, it, it's when uh, we bless the mines because 
the mines are, give us all our riches and we do it all the time. It's whenever there's a good bounty, we bless the ruby. Excellent. Yeah, that well, that sounds like a fun time. Um, would you like some water, my friend? <laughs> Kieran is watching this exchange and just laughing to himself. As uh, I'm doing, as I listen and I glance up and I go, Kira, my... you want to talk? How much have you had? Maybe a quarter thimble of wine? <laughs> he laughs and says nothing. <laughs> oh. oh god, you're all drunk. <laughs> Wiswick like falls off of Cal and leans, uh, like lies back in his chair and uh, like just plays it chill for a while. Hey, uh, Timber's still eating. I'm going to, uh, uh, if I notice that the Lord is not really like super engaged, mm -hmm. I'm going to walk up, not not to draw attention, just walk up to him um, and yeah. tell him, uh, my Lord, I'm not sure if we actually did officially inform you, but uh, our party has decided to um, uh, travel with you in the morning or tomorrow, um, whenever you head out for <laughs> Meadowin. Meadowin, yes. Um, uh, and so I just wanted to let you know that before so you could, uh, if any plans needed to be made. Oh, well, uh, excellent, excellent, Cal. Um, come, come, come up to the dais, come up here. I do uh, that. <laughs> ushers you around to come up to, uh, sort of be behind the, the table and, and with him and sort of you see immediately next to him is the tabaxi. Um, this is... Cal, I, I'd like you to meet my uh, one of my oldest companions, Renard. Here, he's uh, a black tabaxi from the uh, Ferrothris, but he specifically has spent most of his time in the Endurian courts. I thought to be an interesting person for you to meet. You see, the tabaxi is sort of like cleaning out his pipe. He's like, "I have heard some, some about you. You are a tailor from the Stormrain region." Uh, originally from Stormrain, though, I did most of my training in the um, capital, whose name I forget. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I spent most of my time there. In the capital? That's, uh, you must have been a fine tailor then. Selling uh, your wares there. My, my master certainly was. I uh, wasn't always the most attentive student. Uh, most, most, I mean, there's a reason I'm not doing it anymore, you know? Oh, well, what's, what is, uh, is it the adventuring life for you now? Uh, seems to be, uh, not, not necessarily by choice. I seem to have fallen into it, but, uh, we'll see where the wind takes me. Fair enough. And you, uh, how long since you've been back home? Uh, it's been at least a year and three months. Fair, fair enough. Very long time. What is your... What did you say? I've been to Vermacia a few times myself. Mm -hmm. I've spent time in the court there with the king. Me and uh, our friend here, Heronson, used to... When we were young, young men, we spent much time in the court. My lord, I didn't know you had, uh, had spent time around there. I, of course, having never been to the palace, but I, I'm... We, I, I would have, I would have loved to speak with you about your your old haunts. 
And the Lord is sort of like leans back in his chair and he's sort of his, you can see he's drinking some wine at this point. He's like, ah, oh, yes, Cal. I uh, spent much of my youth in the uh, serving the king or the, the duke uh, in his court. Uh, me and uh, Renard here, we, uh, we uh, spent quite a bit of time uh, with, uh, with the, uh, the duke doing conflicts with the, the Gwyn Empire. It's mm. on our fair share of combat beneath the Vermilion Arches. But, Luckily, uh, not bad. But there'll be time for us to perhaps discuss more of Endurus on the road. Oh, excellent, my lord. Uh, will, uh, will Renard be joining us? Or I turn to Renard, will you be joining us, sir? Uh, well, I do not have business in the, uh, the capital of Tresix, but... Uh, I'll at least see you all off tomorrow before I head back south to Honduras. Uh, I have work down there. Mm. Excellent. And lovely to meet you, my friend. Or lovely to meet you, sir. Yes, and, and before you go, uh, what was the name of your master? I, uh, I know quite a few of the artisans in the Messia. Uh, his name was Master Arlen. He owned a, uh, a shop on Green Street in the Blythe. <laughs> <laughs> master, We're gonna master. Have to write that down as a group. Yeah, I immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the tabaxi kind of um uh grins at you, clearly doing some like calculations in his head, searching his memory. Oh well, I do not know this uh Master Arlen in the Blythe. I know there's several Several renowned artisans who call their the Blythe home for their shops. Mm. Strange that I've never met this Arlen. But uh, when I return, I shall look for him. Yes, uh, you may not want to bring me up. Uh, we did not end on great terms. Um, if oh. we did, I suppose I'd be a master now. I suppose that is true. I suppose we may have ran into each other earlier if you were still a tradesman there. Fair enough. Well, I've heard great deeds, greatly, of your talents with a sword, which is interesting for uh, just a, a hobby. A journeyman tailor um, living out in the wilds, I suppose. I uh, I did spend some time in Sevilla uh, uh, in the last six or eight months or so, and mm. and and was able to practice what had been a hobby a little more uh, rigorously up there. Interesting. Well, I've spoken with your uh, small companion, Wiswick, Sniff Nedlin. Uh, there may be work for adventuring parties like yourselves down in Enduras and even into Farathras, if you are so inclined, and if Lord Harrison ever finishes with you. If uh, once our business with the Lord is complete, I'll be sure to uh, uh, keep you in mind. Uh, please do. I'm always looking for business partners. And I shake his hand. That's the end of the conversation. And Lord Harrison is not drunk, but yeah. he is definitely tipsy. And he says, Cal, Cal, my friend, my friend, don't leave so soon. I just, you spent much time in the Messia and Storm Rain is, you know, not a, it's a rich family. It's not a, too high up in the crust, but they are certainly they own their fair share of uh, silver mines. Um, 
did you ever work with the storm rains um i i other than helping my uh father when i was younger i i left before i would have uh actually gotten a job with with them hmm. or in the mines or, or in the the working of that shame shame did you know the the barons I uh, I did not, I did not. I have not been back to Honduras many a year, uh, but I mostly spent my time in court in Damasia. Uh But I'm always intrigued by men and women of means and those uh, interesting folk. You know, I some men uh, some men collect wealth, some power, but I I collect friends like Renard here and your lot. Uh, may seem strange at my interest in your party, but you are clearly interesting people. And I make a point of keeping interesting people close. And I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say thank you for your interest. A man of your means, uh, I'm sure his friends can do very well. Indeed. And I apologize, sir, that I can't uh, introduce, uh, or arrange an introduction to the Baron of uh, Stormraid. Well, I'm, I'm certain that uh, if you find your way back south, that you'd be able to court yourself into that uh, that circle. I've not been back in some time, but but I, I will of course keep it. In. Of course, of course. Uh, I do hope to speak with your companions again before the night is over, but uh, take part in the revelry. Drink, eat, have your fill. Uh, but, Thank uh, you, brother. Yes. And there's a moment you notice before stepping away where he, as you're sort of saying thank you, and he says yes, yes, he's sort of looking up. You notice connecting his eyes to the two balconies up there, where you you, for the first time, notice the, um, the heavily armed guards up above, and the, the sheer darkness above. I'd like to try and see if I can tell. Is he looking at them? Is he just checking in, or is he like, giving them a signal of something? Uh, give me an insight check. Yep. Fair. Thirteen. Plus. Not a lot, probably. Yep, just 13. <laughs> okay. So it seems to you that he's... There's nothing about his expression that was sort of like a cue for anything, but it seems like he's mostly checking in and kind of keeping an eye up up top. Um, and sort of as you sort of look back to him, he uh, he catches your gaze as he looks... as. as um, he looks away from the uh, the guards, kind of noticing you seeing him. And he sort of uh, leans back and says, always need, uh, you always need security in these times. Completely understood, my lord. Thank you very much. Uh, and then I bow and make my leave, uh, making sure to catch the eyes of the very wealthily dressed people on my way back, giving them a, <laughs> a knowing smirk like I just shared some kind of, like, important information with the lord. Mm -hmm. Um and then going back to my seat, uh, I would like to catch a servant's attention on the way back, or Easy when enough. I get there. Easy enough. Um, I'd like to send them for my hat and my rapier. 
Okay. Uh, they at once, and you see they they dart up towards your room. Um, all of you would have caught that him asking for his hat and rapier. Um, I'm good. Okay. Um, the rich people do notice you, and they are pouting for sure. Um, <laughs> although the entire time you were up there, the uh, the woman with the fancy uh, um, cutlass uh, was definitely like you noticed her occasionally listening in on your conversation. She is up at the dais, mm. and, sort of, and it's sort of like anytime she caught your eye, it goes back to her own conversation. I think Wiswick sees Cal kind of like step away and he says back where I come from there was a festival of the bathrooms I gotta go to the bathrooms in the festival of the bathrooms we take the bat poop and we'd sell it to the people in the surface because they liked it for growing stuff. Wiswick! It's God. bad for mushrooms, though. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Oh my goodness, Wiswick is so drunk. I flag a servant and point him to Wiswick and I'm like, could you show him to the to the restroom, please? Oh, at once, at once. And um, Wiswick, a servant does come and starts to escort you away from the... Uh, the um, the feast. Um, they take you. Um, they're taking you out to the like the exterior part to essentially be like pissing the grass. They're <laughs> they're, they're, they're not exactly uh, interested in taking care of you into an actual like uh, uh, outhouse and dealing with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you're being led through. Like you have a moment to kind of away from the feast if there's anything you want to do. I think I, I step away from the feast. And then as soon as, like, the, uh, what's called, servants, like, show me where to go, I'm like, okay, I got it from here. Mm -hmm. And I let them go. And then I want to, like, basically just stumble around, like, outside of the fe feast. Like, just basically, like, going around the perimeter of the party looking for Cal because I think that he was, like, it, when I saw him go for his sword, I figured, like, something sketchy is going on and I want to be a part of it. Okay. Um, so give me, a, I guess, give me a general um, perception check for as you're wandering around outside. I'm basically, yeah, like, I'm pretending I'm a guard. I'm making rounds, even though I'm just a drunken <laughs> mess. Pretending yeah. I'm a guard. I, I'd like you, before you do that, to give me a quick constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so constitution first. Uh, plus two, that's a 15. Not bad. Okay, so you're holding it together pretty well. You are approaching the uh, level of drunkenness where it could potentially start affecting your, your rolls, but you are currently holding it in. You're just you're keeping it together as you sort of like, uh, holding in any uh, sort of uh, burps or vomit potentially, um, but you're a pretty hardened drinker. Um, you, you you carry around an endless flask, but uh, you uh, but you easy enough start to patrol around. Uh, so give me that perception check. Yeah, I don't need to be drunk to roll badly. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you're not really noticing. Well, you, first you don't notice Cal at all. Um, but you the only thing you really notice is the occasional shape on the ramparts, the uh, the, the wooden ramparts of just what appears to be guards 
moving about on the uh, the top uh, wall. Um, and as you're stumbling around, you actually come face first. You're watching that guard up up there, and then you stumble directly into um, another guard uh, who's just you sort of like clank right into his uh, his his um, leather armor, and he just sort of like looks down to what. The- what are you doing out here? Uh, happy bat poop festival. Uh, fucking drunks. Look, you, you best get back inside. Maybe drink some water. Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, we just keep an eye out. You know, Archdruid might be held downstairs, but still got to be careful. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of want to be persistent. Like, okay. I, I just say, are you sure? Because I, I I don't feel too comfortable in there. It seems a little weird. The guards up top are, look nervous. Is there something that's going on? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. You should tell me so I can cast spells and stuff. <laughs> Uh, give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> Gladly. Um. Okay. Uh. I rolled a persuasion. Is an eight. <laughs> the cards like. All right, all right, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're magical, and I'm sure you're a great and powerful wizard. Let's get you back inside now and get you some water. And he starts to sort of lead you um, back towards the party. Okay, I go with him. Okay. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure you're very powerful for mage. Uh... But I I'm more you, powerful than all of you. <laughs> I, I assure you we are keeping our eye on everything. Yes, we are maybe a bit tense, but you understand. It's only been a day or so since we defeated the druids. Okay, I'm, I'm going to find my friend Kyle. I think he knows what's going on. Your, your friend Kyle, you said? Kyleth! Kalev, you know, the champion man. <laughs> oh, you seem like you have quite a lot of friends. Uh, and he sort of, you see the guard kind of eyes a servant who kind of rushes over. And he's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, c- come on, come on, uh, Lord Wiswick. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um but they lead you back inside and they sort of, they don't lead you right to your table. They just lead you in through the, um, the exit that you came, came out from. So right now you're sort of in the back corner of the room to your left. You see directly up to the dais. And then to your right is the uh, general room itself. You see the servants are coming out of a doorway. That's to your, uh, to your right. And then of course you see to the left is the stairs and hall that lead to the back areas. Um, and the, in the, the, the downstairs area and all that. Alright, I, I go return to everybody else. Are there people like 
Uh, are they still sitting down and eating or are people getting up and mingling again? Uh, people are definitely mingling at this point. You sort of like the food is starting to really slow down. The drinks are pouring more heavily. Even the, uh, um, even the, you know, sort of uptight guests are starting to get a little bit looser. People are definitely sort of in the latter half of the feast. Okay. Um, I am going to pick up the ale horn, um, just kind of look to my, the gentleman in my party and say, um, I'm not feeling very well. I think I'm going to go lie down. And I want to kind of like very carefully like try and sneak away, but I'm not trying to be shady about it. Kieran will respond with, oh, of course you're the first to leave. <laughs> Kieran is sassy when he's had a third of a glass of wine. <laughs> hey, I judge. would say like, oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, let us know if you need anything or, or, or um, yeah. feel better. Thank you. Um, so what are you, where are you trying to? Uh, I just, I'm casually, to casually just go back to my room. Okay. There's things weighing on my mind and I don't want to be around people anymore. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, if you give me just a quick self check, just to see if you're noticed. Okay. Uh, twenty six. Okay. Um, so as far as you're you're concerned, you don't think anyone really noticed. They just what you think is most of the people are just sort of no, see you uh, casually leave and for no suspicious reasons. Um, uh, Timber's just going to continue eating, mm -hmm. even though everybody else stopped. Uh, Wizwick's going to go over to him and feed him more food. And while he's feeding him more food, he's going to try and go for the orange box in his pocket. Because he just wants to know what's inside. Uh, uh, Scarlet has the orange box. Oh, oh she does? No, I put it in his pocket. Oh. I said I said put it in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. Oh, okay. Okay, so then yeah. Um, all right, I guess. Um, all right, I guess. Wispick, give uh, me a slight uh, of hand check. Okay. And then do I make I'm it a? Kind of good at this. Do I make uh, a perception? Yeah, I'd say because it's pretty active. <laughs> it's not really a. Uh, Probably not being super eleven stealthy. Uh, that would be a thirteen. Mm. So yeah, you immediately notice him kind of reaching for your um, where he knows your transmutation pocket. I just I just look at him. Go, I, I I pull away immediately and I say, I just want to see what's in the box. <sighs> Come on, I get. I want to see. I told you which one to pick. It's gotta be something magic. Wiz, Wizwick, Wizwick. Maybe not now. Maybe we just let Timber uh, eat his meal. I think that's probably what's happening. He's just—he's in the middle of his meal. You'll get between a wolf and his food. Is my experience. Just allow the dog to eat, and we'll deal with this in the morning. Or if you sober up by the. Okay, Cal. I mean, it's all right. I, I gave him the food, but I mean, no, come yeah, on. It, it's not. I don't think it's you. I think it's him. You know, 
Maybe you should lighten up. Maybe maybe we should drink some more. <laughs> what are you doing, Cal? Uh, Kiron. Yeah. It's at that moment as you're sort of like laughing at your companions. Um, you notice up above that the uh, the guards are gone. And it's much darker than it was before. Um, excuse me, friends. But I don't think... Yes, what's up? What? What? Look at the ceiling for me and tell me what you see. Uh, it's just dark. There's the balustrades up there. It's, it's dark. I don't know. I can see very well in the darkness. What do I see? <laughs> Nothing. But no one is up there. Yes. No, it's dark, but doesn't it seem unnatural? Sean, does it seem unnatural to me? Yeah. Do Do I know if it's unnatural? But I, I, I think I would know. So, um, uh, Cal, give me a perception check. Um, Wiswick, you're a little drunk, so I'd say you don't notice it as clearly as you normally would have, um, but. Yes, uh, um, sorry, Timber, you do immediately notice that you, where you would normally see, you do not. And you are familiar with that. Um, and similar with you, Kiran, at this point, you're starting to put together, this is visually, you, you're not seeing, it's, it's magical darkness, it's starting to take over the space. Uh, Timber's gonna, like, look, look around frantically and go, mm -hmm. like, start to whimper. Will go. Today, excuse me, gentlemen. Oh, right. Sorry. For for the for the me for the role. Eighteen. Uh, Cal, it takes you a moment with your uh, lack of dark vision because it just looks like darkness. Just but it's a sort normal of normal guy. It's like I'm just a normal guy in this <laughs> bar, just looking around. <laughs> and you you look up and it takes you a moment. It's really the flickering of the fire that gives it away. Where you start to notice parts of the baluster is like disappearing, where other parts are still there, almost like there's a black smoke smog stuck to the ceiling, and the light's not flickering off of anything. Okay. Uh, so Kieran, Kieran at this point, yeah, has stood up and you know he's kind of sobering himself up a little, and he goes, "Um, I don't want to alarm anyone, but I'm going to speak with the Lord about this. At least make sure he's aware." No, I'll, uh, actually, you keep an eye on it. I'll go do that. Okay. I'll go oh, you speak can. with the Lord. Matter. You go look at it. As, uh, <laughs> as, as Wiswick tries to get off his seat, Timber's gonna grab the back of his shirt. As if, as if, like, no. <laughs> I'm gonna, I mean, Kiran, you can go. I'm sorry, I don't know. I was... So, Kiran, as he, like, waits, like, thinking Cal's gonna move and then Cal like does it and he's like well what is it you're gonna fucking okay. no, I'm gonna go I'm going I'm going Jesus Christ Kieran follows uh, him as he goes up I walk up to the, the dais the most indecisive group ever <laughs> but uh Kieran stands up to walk Cal kind of follows immediately you guys are approaching the dais right now you notice uh up there the uh, uh lord is in uh, deep conversation with Bernard and is occasionally sort of pointing over to Wyla, who's sort of half-assedly half involved in the conversation, but mostly seems tired. And the dais is very merry. The king is, he's Lord. like, the, sorry, thank you. The Lord is, is 
very drunk at this point. I uh, I go up and I, I kind of like do a quick bow and I, I turn to him and I go, um, my Lord Harrison. Uh, yes, my friend Cal. My friend Huron just mm. noticed something. Uh, where have the guards on the ba- ba- uh, balconies, couldn't think of the word, gone? The guards. Oh, that's... Another point. Do you have any magical spells in defense of your hall? Um, because I can't help but notice an impenetrable darkness slowly descending from the rafters. And I say impenetrable because I, um, as an Elysian elf and as a uh, devotee of the uh, Twilight Domain, can see through darkness indefinitely. Um, I mean, K- the king has got a, a very, like, childlike gaze in his, in his face, but he's like, oh, we, we don't have enchantments on this hole. We've never needed them. What? I turned to the guest. captain. Sorry. Captain's not there right now. Oh, I thought he was. Uh, no, and he, he turns to his guest. My good guest. There's nothing to me need worry about. Cal, you, Kiron, you seem uh, like you are uh, in control of your faculties. Please retrieve the captain for me. He should be in the back somewhere with his guards. Please uh, find the captain immediately. I stride purposefully that direction. Kiron will follow, but not before motioning to, uh, like, Wizwick and t- mostly Timber, uh, but being like, kind of like, we're going, you stay, kind of like. I, <laughs> okay. I still have Wizwick uh, in the, in the, by his scruff. Uh, <laughs> I try to crawl on your back. <laughs> you're like, You're in front uh, of me. With the, and I have your scruff. <laughs> Cal, as you as you approach the back... Um, I have fixed my hat. Yes, I'd say as you're walking towards the back hall area, the servant comes down and is holding your, your uh, rapier and hat like, and hands it off to you. Um, it doesn't take you very long to find, really <laughs> to find the captain. He's actually at the top of the stairs uh, that lead down into the, uh, the, the prisons below, talking with a few of his guards. Um, and sort of giving them really hushed commands in a very aggressive tone, and they're sort of like, and then they run off. And he turns, he looks to the two of you, and gives a very half-hearted smile, he's like, enjoying the festivities, are we? Captain, um, the Lord requires your attention, your presence immediately. Uh, is there something wrong with the uh, the feast? There Do does you- appear to be, Kiron. Uh, you had guards stationed in the balconies on the second floor, correct? Uh, yes, yes we did. We were hoping the uh, guests would not notice them. Not much gets past my uh, Elysian eyes, I say, like, pointing at them and, like, you know... Uh, not actually. But says the Elysian eyes part, just doesn't poke my eyes out. Um, did you recall them for any reason? Call them. No, no, we did not. They should be in their stations. Well, they are currently not at their stations. Also, there seems to be an impenetrable darkness descending from the rafters. Um, it seems slightly similar to a darkness we encountered 
um, in the druid's long haul, not exactly similar. Uh, this one is more fine, while that one was a little more of a smoky darkness, if you will. This is concerning indeed. All right, I will speak with the, uh, the Lord, have him end the feast. We'll, we'll get our men ready to investigate. If you require services, Captain. It may be wise for you to return to the hall and just do as you have. Keep an eye on it for us. As of I, course. Uh, as I get the, uh, the Lord's attention. He has certainly had his fair share of wine tonight. Actually, would you terribly mind actually relieving my men downstairs and keeping an eye on the Archdruid? Um, that depends. May I speak with the Archdruid? No, no, it's okay. I just... I'll have plenty of time uh, the trip to wherever it is we're coming. Actually, if you... <clears throat> and you see he's sort of like fighting with whether he should have you downstairs or in the room. He's like, I don't know. I think it might be wiser for you to stay with the guests in case there's trouble in the darkness. Understood, Whatever. sir. Yes. Whatever and you believe. He follows you into the um, uh, into the uh, the main hall and goes and speaks with the king. Lord. He's a lord, not a king. <laughs> hey, maybe one day soon. He's not maybe. even a duke. <laughs> He's just um, like a baron, right? As we or enter like the hall, Kiron would like to like pass by Wyla and like give her a like reassuring pat on the back, like in a small, like friendly smile. Um, but his eyes would kind of be saying like, Hey, look out, there might be danger. Okay. Um she sort of notices the seriousness of your face and, and exactly the sort of expression you're giving off. Sees the sternness of the captain, sort of sees all of you kind of eyeing around and she's sort of straightens herself out and kind of looks around apprehensively. Um, you see the, the captain speak, he starts to whisper into the Lord's ear and he's the Lord sort of, the captain returns and joins you and uh, Cal and he sort of whispers to the two of you. We've been, uh, Expecting some potential trouble tonight. The Lord refused to cancel the feast. He said too many important people had come. I heard you earlier asking about the, the mask, the Archduke's mask. Yes, of course, a, most likely a priceless magical relic. It was stolen from our barracks. What? We found a murdered guard this morning. Uh. No sign of any, no evidence of any entry. The doors, locks were all picked, and his throat had been stabbed and draggedly ripped open, blood everywhere. But we couldn't find any evidence. The prisoner. It... Sorry, do we think it's reprisal for the, the what happened to the druid? Well, I mean, who else would be after the mask? We thought we had captured all of his agents. 
but we don't know what his influence was outside of Maginus' hands. So this might be that reprisal. So please understand it's been a harsh few days, but I would appreciate your aid in this potential endeavor. Of course. How well we... do we know? How, how much do we trust her over on Torag? Uh... <laughs> Odron is, yes, he's a druid of the order, and he's, uh, you know, Bracklin Glen is firmly in the control of the Lord Herons, and he's, he's the Lord's man. He, he's been eyeing replacing the Archdruid with him for, for months as we planned our case against him. I, I believe we can trust him. He's less a priest and more of a politician. Understood. Are there any other members of the uh, the gathering here that would be sympathetic to the druids? That I am unsure of. There are many men and women from across Tresix here. I didn't hear any whispers, but it's very uncertain. Be on your ready. And you see at that, the Lord kind of stands up, sort of pushes himself up and he's, my friends, I do always hate to end a party early, but you must see the, uh, our company needs to wake up early on the morrow to prepare for our journey to Meduin. I must ask you to take your revelry out to the circle of markets, attend to our fine tavern establishments, keep drinking, keep being merry for the evening, tie to your quarters, but the feast is over. So please exit my hall. Say your goodbyes. And uh, to the peace. And he sort of uh, sits, like drops back down into his chair and sort of angrily looks around. His people are very confused at the sort of uh, unceremonious uh, ending of the feast. They do slowly, they mingle. They don't really go all, all at once. Um, but I imagine um, at this point, Timber and and uh, Timber and um, Wiswick. Wiswick, what are you up to? Sorry, uh, Wiswick's trying to get on top of me, and I'm trying to bat him off. He's mm. and I'm trying to eat my food, and then also make sure that he's not trying to steal my box. I'm just trying to not be bothered by this little gnome that's drunk. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so it's at this point you're kind of the people are all gathering towards the back of the room you see um the tabaxi gets up and exits out to go up to his likely his quarters in the uh, hall some of the people start to get up to go upstairs those who are staying here um you see wyla is with the older woman and they're sort of whispering to each other about what they should do um the king is just sort of sitting there with his head in his his hand head in his hands just sort of understanding the gravity of the situation the um captain is keeping his eyes up at the ceiling and then quickly you, you a soldier comes running in he comes up and immediately grasps the captain's shoulders he's somewhat out of breath and uh and, and this is captain can't find can't find the men anywhere it's I, I couldn't get up there there's you can't see anything you can't even get into the balcony without tripping or falling a, a I thought I heard something in there, but I, I don't know. 
These men are gone, though. You see, the, the captain leans to him and says, Secure the arch druid immediately. It appears we, what we fear might be coming to pass. And you see at that point, all of the, uh, the lights go out. All the fires go out in the hall. Is Cal's right next to Kieran, right? Yes. Kieran's gonna slap his hand on his shoulder. Not really like slap, but like firm hand, and he's going to use his uh, ability eyes of the night. So Ooh. that means you can now magically. Or I give the benefit of dark vision with no maximum range to um, Caliph, and it lasts for ten minutes. Everything. So yeah, so Kalith, you this is a first for you. Um, as you, oh. everything goes completely dark, um, <laughs> and uh, but then suddenly, sort of your your vision sort of becomes at first really bright, and then simmers down to a dim light. As all you can see is in sh in shades of blue and orange, um, you can see like as if it were dim light. You see, all the people are gathered in the ba in back on the opposite side of the uh, the hall, and you hear the creaking and slamming of the doors shut. Well, that's not a good sign. Um, entirely quiet at this point. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, yeah. Should uh, I see anything outside the peace hall? Uh, so, uh, Scarlet, back up in your room, uh, <laughs> would, uh, you would hear in the hallway the rushed footsteps of soldiers. Um, not a lot, just, just not, you know, they, you would have heard sort of the frantic movements of that soldier going and checking and running around, um, and you would have heard any music and, and, and feasting stop down below, and you could... There's a few people who sort of are like panicking at this point. So there's there's folks in the crowd drunkenly just like, what's happening? What's happening? And Brigitte, Brigitte is like, who turned off all the lights? It's turning into a real party now. Um, <laughs> some people a little too drunk to appreciate the gravity of the situation. Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, uh, Timber yeah, would, wanna... sorry. Yeah, Get I just wanted go. to check in, like, where where are we in this situation, me and Timber? I know that we're away from the, uh, are we with the crowd? Uh, no, no, we were still in the, the hall. Yeah, because, um, Huron told you to stay, or sort of gestured to you to yeah. stay. Yep. So, pretty much what was happening is you were sort of, you know, wrestling with Timber a little bit, and then suddenly, all the fires went out. And all of the uh, the entire space became dark, and you heard people starting to panic. All the people who were leaving, and then before you could really look to to Kiran and Cal, you heard the doors of the hall slam shut. Uh, uh, I think the first thing I do is uh, cast prestidigitation uh, about ten feet away from me, which is the mm -hmm. maximum range, and I make a small flame. So in this total darkness, with just sort of the panic breathing of the, the crowd, you just, you just see this very small, almost like a candle flame, um, 
lights up in the middle, providing a very eerily small ring of light in the center of the room, 10 feet from, from uh, Wiswick. Um, what would the rest of you like to do? Perception check. Give me that perception check. Um, it's very, it's like frighteningly quiet other than the panic tones. You hear like sort of the dropping of, of, of silverware as people sort of like are kind of pushing over each other. Um, you hear- I'd like to do that with them or give them advantage if I can. Sure. Uh, roll with advantage. Kaz Cal helps you look around. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I got 24. Yeah. Cal, you feel like a superhero right now, being able to see in the dark. <laughs> Is this what you see all the time? Uh, <laughs> Not when the lights are on. Um, so, as you're sort of like keeping your eye everywhere, sort of very, it's it's very hard to see, discern between the darkness, the dim light, and this. You just sort of see the where the darkness is above, what appears very br briefly, hard to see. The smoky shadow seems to. It's like a sh like a shape lands amongst the crowd of people opposite you. Um. Uh. Um, wait. Can I do something before yes. other things happen? I actually want to transform into a uh, hybrid. Okay. Um. Easy enough to sort of do, especially in the darkness, and not a lot of people are noticing. Although they. There are a few people who sort of hear the transformation and start to panic a little bit, but easy enough. <laughs> Wizwick, you sort of notice in the dim light from your candle flame, the the wolf rising up into his hybrid form, uh, as, as we have our uh, our hybrid um, timber. Um, where the shadow fell to, mm -hmm. I would like to cast uh, fairy fire. Okay. Which, um, uh, whatever I'm casting it, it it's uh, each object in a 20-foot cube within range, so 60 feet. Is it outlined in blue, green, or violet light? I'd say, like, a violet light. Mm -hmm. um, any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. Uh, for the duration, okay. uh, objects in affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any okay. attack roll against an affected creature has advantage. Okay, so what's your spell, DC? Oh, that's a good question. It's 13. Um, 13? Okay. Yes. Dexterity saving throw? Yes. Okay. Alright. Oh, fucking shit roll. Uh, <laughs> um... um all right, so that's a dirty five. <laughs> so, um, and I guess I'm just going to say all the other people fail as well. Um, yeah. They're not trying to avoid a fairy fire. So, um, and this is visible to everyone or just you? I believe it's everyone because it says that it uh, outlined in light um, okay. and it sheds dim light. So I would assume everyone can see the dim light. Okay. So in this moment, in the darkness, uh, you see suddenly in a 20-foot uh, cube around pretty much the corner, everything in the corner of the room is outlined in this very dim uh, violet light. You sort of see, like, the people start to sort of panic as everything went dark, and they're suddenly, their outlining is, is glowing violet, and all the objects in the room, it's 
hard to make out whatever that was. You see mostly sh outlines of humanoids in there. So there is something in there. And it's likely humanoid shaped, since that's all you see when you're looking right. at this. There, in the purple, I saw something descend from the rafters. Captain, we should encircle it. Kieran says, walking forward with, I guess, his hands outreached because he doesn't have a weapon on him. Oh, you don't have your staff with you or your... I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know why he would bring it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk with Kieran. Okay. I'm going to stick with him. Um, I'm also you... going to draw one of my... Which one? The new one. The new Okay. So as soon as you draw the sword, it's... Yeah. Um, well, I did it. <laughs> uh, it gives off a very... Um, what is this? Sorry. Goblins are near. <laughs> I know, right? It's essentially, essentially, it's it's Sting, but um, but not uh, quite so for darkness. It's a so essentially, just so you know what it is, it's a moon touched longsword. Moon touched um, longsword. So essentially, you give off, I believe, yeah, uh, around you, you give off a bright light, thirty feet around you. Um, that is a, a pale a, a pale white light. So essentially, you got Gandalf staff light all around you. Um, Does uh, Enya play? Yes, immediately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sword starts playing it as you unsheath it, and when you put it back in, it stops. Pull it out, it starts. Um, but the room is immediately cast in this bright light, and sort of you like taking like filling up a lot of the center of the hall as you approach. Um, your vision becomes very clear at this point. Um, and uh, it goes for everyone. Um, as you suddenly hear a blood-curdling scream as uh, you watch one of those outlines disappear um, in, the, uh, in the fairy fire section as a body collapses to the ground. And Kiran, you see very uh, quickly something moves over to the other side of the, uh, um, the room. And, and uh, sort of in that same sort of shifting way leaps up. It's outlined at first and you see a humanoid outline before it vanishes outside of the, uh, the fairy fire. And uh, one of the, you, and now the people are panicking and they start rushing towards the door and pushing on the door, trying to, to break their way out as someone, something happens to someone in that crowd. Um, and the, the figure disappears into the, the darkness of the corner. Uh, did I? Can I roll perception to see if I followed it with my eyes, or do I just because he saw it? Uh, you could both roll perception to see if you can gain any any more um, visual reference. Could uh, Could Wiswick try too, since he has superior? I don't think we're in the same room, Clayton. Are we you not? are. You are. Oh, this is in the Great Hall. They essentially Cal and um, and uh, Cal and sorry, Curon. Uh, they've stepped up right up to you guys because they were coming from the dais moving forward as soon as they got to you two oh. where you were um first of all cal your moon touch sword lights up this monstrous werewolf in the middle of the hall oh fuck uh, shit <laughs> <laughs> i immediately go to attack it all right roll to attack <laughs> it's not that high so that's good. Kieran <laughs> would immediately uh, say, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Wiswick stands, stands in front 
It's not um, high, so it's a 12. In between the two of them. Okay, yeah. I know, it, it doesn't stop anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 that misses. 12 misses, I'm yeah. assuming. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick clarification. I didn't realize I had somehow been muted. Um, for Fairy Fire, it says that for the durations, objects and affected creatures. Now, it doesn't say that it remains in that uh, cube. No, I think it means it that if, it, if a creature exits where I cast the spell, it's not like the, the spell remains the cube. It's cast. Oh, whatever oh, is affected oh. is affected. Yeah. And then it lasts for... Uh, and it sheds dim light in a ten foot radius. So it's it's a it's a debuff. It's not a uh, area. Yes. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So then then what you see is you do see the sort of amongst this swirling blackness, um, you do see the uh, the shaped outline of a humanoid, a leaf humanoid, um, with some you see occasional sort of like tufts of armor. You can't make out details because it's just the outline, and you see in their hands is a dagger, um, in each hand. As it's sort of like backing into the corner, like. And then, so after Cal misses the swipe, Kiran okay. grabs him and he's like, "He's not our enemy. That is." Pointing at the purple outlined. Cal is very confused, but he's a simple man, so he goes, "Yeah, no. right." <laughs> no, Cal. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Timber. No, I just said it. Not now, Cal. <laughs> um, before we roll initiative, um, uh, Scarlet, what are you doing? Uh, would I have heard that scream? Oh, you definitely would have heard the blood curdling scream. Cool. Uh, is it pitch black in the hallway too? No. Okay. All right. Uh, so I want to uh, run back towards the hall. Um, what do I see on the outside of it? Uh, outside of the hall? Yeah. Um, like in the hallway outside your room? No, no, no. Outside. I want to run back to the, the Great Hall. Okay. So as soon as you run to the Great Hall, what you see is you see uh, everything is dark except for a 30-foot uh, uh, sphere around Cal. And you see standing next to Cal is is Timber and his, human, his hybrid form uh, and your two other compatriots as they approach the corner of the room where you see this faint violet light spewing off of a dark humanoid and you see in the other corner of the room are a bunch of panicking people just sort of rushing over each other um trying to uh get out of the uh the hall pushing up against the door even though the door was closed did i come in through a different way you're coming from the back area where there isn't a door what i mean by door i mean the great hall door that enters in okay i didn't know if i was coming from that way you're able to essentially get right into the vestibule to look at this happen as we are about to roll initiative um so let's um let's take a five minute break we'll jump back in into combat for the 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 latter half of the session tonight and um let's go to go to a break for five minutes all right we're just gonna hang out for are we uh I'll get a drink. Yeah, I'm just you, going you're to. Good. You're good, Sean. Just, just go, go pee. All right. I'm gonna pee. I'm also gonna set up the battle mat really quickly, and then I want you guys to you can roll initiative right now, and I'll just get it. Uh, come back. All right. Gonna hang out. You know. Yep. Not a. How you doing, Tim? Oh, uh, you know, Alex. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, unlike the majority of the people we play with, I apparently have a bladder that's human-sized. So, you know, I just hang out 
and uh, have a good time. How are oh. you? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. You know, I just kind of sit here and I don't have a bladder that's human size, but I pee myself occasionally. <laughs> that's why you see me get up and change my pants every so often. No, that's yeah, that's fair. So to the viewers who are still with us, because I think we're still live. Uh, we are still live. Yes, we are. Yeah. To the viewers that are still with us, uh, I want you to all, all to know that um, you're all cool people. Cool cats. You're yeah. All cool guys and gals. Cool motherfuckers, really, overall, in a positive way. Yeah, I haven't met a cool motherfucker. Actually, no, I've, I've met multiple cool motherfuckers. Um, um, uh, and also some uncool motherfuckers. Yeah, um, but that's not important. Pants. Yep. <laughs> pants. Important. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, um, you know, Timber's gonna need pants at some point. So. Yeah. Well, the Cal just found out that you're a werewolf human, so he's a little confused and scared. Also, right. Also, as a as a quite as a out of curiosity. Yes. Uh, what are your feelings on flannel? Flannel. Pants. That is flannel Hated. pants. Are we pro? Not you, Clayton. You're not in this conversation. Um, flannel pants. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm pro. I'm pro flannel pants. Um, okay. But only as pajama pants, right? Yeah. Well, not as only as. You pajama wouldn't wear pants. them out in public, right? You know, we were up um, to twelve viewers, and now we're back down to nine. We were at thirteen, oh. actually. I think that oh. was the respawn raid. Oh, got it. Um. Well, I am pro flannel pants. I do have to say, especially in the winter, like, you know, sometimes you just need some warm legs. Sometimes you don't feel like putting a blanket on yourself in, on yeah. in the bed. See, I'm anti-comfort, you know? So I only wear, you can't see it because obviously I don't stand up. You have, but, na um, you have nails in your clothes, right? Yeah, no, I just wear, like, have you ever heard of the Iron Maiden? Yeah. That's kind of what my pants are, like, all the time. Figured, and I, I've seen your seat before too. Yeah, so. yeah, just like. Yeah, I, I mean you're not human, so. It's only you got natural. bed rug, rugs for breakfast. Bed rugs for breakfast? Yes, he yeah. he. Tim Tim just opens his mouth in the morning, <laughs> and they just crawl in. They oh, just crawl I on in. I hate it so much. Delicious. I don't like it at all. Do you ever flavor your bed bugs? Uh, Cajun seasoning usually. Hey, okay. Yeah. How about you? Oh, uh, I can't say I've had bed bugs. Um, so with Wick, just just as a moment of a uh, a little little bit of a character uh, development, where is the influence for your voice coming from? Kermit the Frog. <laughs> is it just straight up? Did you, just, did you decide Kermit the Frog, or did you just pick that voice out? Or whatever. <laughs> I think it was a combination of Kermit the Frog and something else, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Where are my parents? Is it Ray Romano? No. <laughs> Definitely is not Ray Is it Octocat? Oh, is it Octocat? I mean, it's a really easy voice to go through. Yeah. I love <laughs> my parents! Octocat, you'll never find your parents. Um. I will! I will find my parents! <laughs> <coughs> Um, remember that stuff back in the day? Yeah. Back in the gay. Sorry for being an obnoxious drunk, but I had to be an obnoxious drunk. Hey, you're hey, not someone a drunk. Someone has to. <laughs> you're not a drunk. 
Uh, all right. Your sorry. mom's um, college. I rolled a 15 on that Constitution check. All right, bring us back in. All right, let's all right. get back in. We're. I'm scared. Uh, in uh, three, two, one. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome back, everyone. We're about to get into Meow. some combat, some late night combat. Uh, all right, let's do initiative rolls. Uh, so twenty to twenty-five. Cal. What'd you get, Cal? Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, fifteen to twenty. Nineteen. Uh, all right, ten to fifteen. Ooh. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, all right, you have five to ten. Eight. Five. Nine. Nine. Okay. Oh. I forgot to give myself uh, the blessing, or and someone blessing. And Scarlet, what did you get? Five. Roll a one. Woof. Yeah. Get out of the way now. Good lord. That's Fair. my line, Kiran. I thought it was Gur. <laughs> you seem well, to growl more than you do, Wolf. Um, I do. Do Gurr. wolves bark that much? Yeah, no. I'm sorry, but wolves don't bow wow and they don't woof. They just go rough. <laughs> Cal, what's your dexterity? My raw dex? Yeah. 15 plus 2. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So in that case, uh, our uh, our uh, assassin actually is going to go first. Assassin, assassin. A shadowy figure. Just uh, beat Cal out, or they just beat Cal out on the. Um, is he going to beat Cal off? Ooh. Ooh. Um, no. Is he, he going to go uh, <laughs> after the meat shields? <laughs> <laughs> After all those people, <laughs> um, no. The uh, so the uh, uh, the assassin immediately um, seeing that you all can see them, immediately is going to attempt to dart and dash past you. Um, Using the full force of their movement, they're going to go all the way over to that way. Um, and then you also notice uh, coming up from the um, the balcony as well as another shadow comes down as the second assassin um, comes down to uh, enter the battle. Hmm. And that is going to end their turn. Cal, you're up. I'm going to run over to the guy who's closest to me. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make an attack. Yeah. I'm going to stab him. And I'm going to... Uh, Use disarming strike. Okay. Ooh. All right. Uh, Battle master. Actually, actually, no. Wait. I'm flanking him, aren't I? There. Uh, no, you're alone. You have advantage oh, if yeah. you can see it, which you can, because of fairy fire. Oh, Sorry. nice. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm just going to use Disarming Strike. Um, so we'll roll for that. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It does last one minute, Sean, so just so you know, whenever you want it to end at this point, makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, that makes sense. Okay, does a... Fuck, I gotta go back to the... Oh, uh, 22 hit? Uh, yes, 22 uh, does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. It's a, it's a 11. 11. All right, so 11 points of uh, slashing, piercing and damage. That would be piercing. Okay. And he has to do a strength save. Shoot. All right, what's your DC for that? Uh, I think it's a, the DC of the move is DC 12. Okay. Strength, you said? Yeah. Okay, that's a natural 18, so he resists Balls. the uh, disarming aspect. So you come rushing forward, and you sort of stabbing the sword towards the shadowy smoke that's lined with the uh, violet light. Um, yeah. The blade finds purchase. It's hard to tell exactly where you got the the, uh, the assassin creature. Um, it cries out. It definitely has a humanoid cry, so this is definitely some kind of uh, enchanted uh, person. Um, anything else? I'm going to action surge. Uh, <laughs> All right. And I'm going to attack him again. All right, go for it. Yeah. Um, that was a 15 hit. 15 just hits. Cool. Well, I have advantage, actually, so let's see if I can roll a 20. I can't. Um, all right. Uh, six plus four is 10 damage. 10 damage. All right. Great starting round. <laughs> Fighters. Uh, <laughs> see how much damage they can deal. Alright, uh, Timber, you're up now. Kieran, you're on deck. I'm going to run around to try to get in front of the uh, the dashing away man. Mm-hmm. And attack him from the opposite end, which Cal is. Alright, advantage because you're flanking. Yes. Attack with my claws. Go for it. An arm strike. Gonna hit. Uh, that's definitely not right. What is it? It's a 10. Total. Oh, that does not hit. Uh, I'm gonna fear your blows, though. Alright, go for it. Uh, gonna hit. That's a 17. 17. That definitely hits. I'm just gonna roll damage. That's a dirty 20, so. I'll just do those two. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Oh. First one is five damage. And the next one is seven damage. Woo! So, Twelve damage. Okay, so Cal, after you came up, also just for, for reference, the um, the main light source, I mean, you all have freaking dark vision, but Cal, and he has it now too, but the main light source of the uh, the room is his sword. So as he's coming, moving around, the light is flickering amongst the uh, pillars and the uh, 
the stonework all around you. Cal, you go in and you jam right into the creature, and then suddenly you see dashing in front of the creature is this monstrous werewolf creature that just its first hit misses it, and then it just swipes two claws against the creature's back as it cries out in pain again. Um, Kiran, you're up. Uh, Kiran is going to... I believe I'm 60 feet within the new combatant that came down, yes, correct? Yes, uh, cast Sacred Flame on it. Dex uh, saving throw 13. 13? Okay. Yeah. Oh, natural one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll damage. Uh, three points of radiant damage. Okay. Um... All right, so you see uh, this cre- this the it's it, you can't see the humanoid form of this one. It's just sort of a ball of shadow, um, but you see the sacred flame sort of lapping around the shadows, it's fighting against the darkness that's trying to consume the flames, um, and it uh, it does deal damage, um, but it doesn't deal as much damage as you'd like it to. I mean, with a three, of course, but I, I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> who's that black figure between the columns to the right? Yes, let me uh, give you reference for... So these are obviously the amalgam of people here. Um, Captain, uh, the Lord, um, and this is the uh, Druidus. Uh, who's that in the top right-hand corner? Uh, that's Scarlet. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> can I move up to the Captain? Yeah, yeah, you can definitely get that close. Okay, and then I'm going to... Pat him on the shoulder, give him uh, dark vision with that. What, what's it? Eyes of night. Uh, so he gets dark vision uh, for 10 minutes. And I'm going to like basically like point him at the new assailant and go, Captain, there's two of them now. Or, Captain, there's two of them now. I, guess <laughs> I, I, want, I want a soundboard of Kiran noises. <laughs> right uh easy enough to do um so he can see now and he sort of as you say that he turns his head to look over at the uh new um assailant and it is his turn so he is going to um by the way Wizwick, you're on deck after the captain and then scarlet so the captain's gonna rush over as soon as you grant him vision and he's gonna pull out his uh his short sword and pull out of his shield and he's going to go in for an attack uh his uh first attack hits the second attack misses um so the captain slices across this thing's chest coming straight at it shouting crying out as it comes in and brings his sword down across the uh enemy's chest wow do i really not oh there it is dealing um Nine points of slashing damage. All right, uh, Wizwick, you're up. Wizwick is gonna show off a new spell. Uh, <laughs> he's going to uh, cast magic missiles, but Ooh. doing as Wizwick loves to do, he's going to alter the elemental components of the spell to make it thunder damage instead of force damage. Ooh. Very interesting. So, so he casts the spell. Uh, mm-hmm. Three orbs of magical energy appear before him. And he points his finger like a gun. And he goes, bang, bang, bang! 
and you hear these loud cracks of thunder as this three waves of light of thunder zap towards him, and yeah. we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, they automatically hit because it's yep. it's uh, magic missiles. Yep. Uh, we got a three, a two, and a, uh, well, I rolled a d8, so I have to half it, but it was a six. So, that's a one? E Wait, hold on. Wait, no, that's a two. You, you just <laughs> minus four from the big number. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, how much did you deal in total? So, seven damage. Uh, seven damage. It was seven three, damage. a two, no, and a two. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, plus it's, whatever. It's plus one. For okay. each oh, one. Yeah, yeah. So it's Ed. two plus one, two plus one, that's three, plus four is six, ten? <laughs> ten. Wait. What did yes, you roll? It's ten. You yeah, rolled ten, a three, ten, a two, a two, ten. plus three. So okay. it's ten. Okay. Ten, ten <laughs> thunder damage. He can right, cast see. the magic, but he can't account for it. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Uh, so a anyone looking just sees these these uh, um, these magical uh, missiles that are sort of they they start off as these uh, as quite literally spheres of arcane magic and then they shift into these sonic booms that sort of swirl around each other and, and upon impact on the uh, enemy just sort of like like shake the uh, the area around it with a uh, tremor as these sonic booms hit into the. Uh, the assassin's chest. Um, which one did you attack? The uh, top or bottom one? The far one. The one that's farther away from me uh, okay. without the fairy fire. Got it. Excellent. All right. Um, Scarlet, you're up. Um, so when that uh, assassin jumped down, did that count as him taking a turn? Yes. Okay. So that's going to work. Um, uh... If I were to take, is it dark enough that I could bonus action hide and sneak up on him? Or is it too bright? Um, it's not too bright. Where you are is actually still in the darkness. Um, uh -huh. You could attempt, you could use okay. the, the bonus action hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I want to do that bonus action hide. Um, and I would like to uh, use my full movement to get as close to them as I can. I'm not sure if I can get all the way up to them. Help them. Okay, uh, so go ahead and roll stealth for your bonus action hide. There we go. 23. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're going to try to use your full movement to get up to them mm -hmm. while maintaining stealth to, I'm assuming, go for that sweet stealth attack. That's exactly right. All right, so let me count this off. Ah. Uh, you just can't make it. That's just okay. Can't make it. I, can throw, I can throw my things. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Um, you just clean right, the blade. So if, if I was going to throw my dagger, would he be surprised because he can't see me? I would say if you, if you with that stealth roll. Yeah. And if you kind of stay close to the walls as opposed mm -hmm. to getting up right there. Yeah. You could definitely get a. Um, Cool. A sneak attack. Right. Though he is engaged, so you yeah. already would have sneak attack. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get the critical hit if he's going to be surprised. He, uh... Oh. For assassinate. Shoot, yeah. Um, that is a good question because surprised is a condition. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess he'd have to roll perception to see if he could see me. 
Well, he did not see you. I'll say that. If that helps with figuring that out. Yeah, it says any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. Yeah, but the thing is, he's not surprised because he's engaged in combat. Mm-hmm. Surprised is a condition that happens if you ambush enemies. Sure. They, they essentially, they're all considered surprised for their first mm-hmm. turn and can't act on it. Okay. He is not surprised right now. He does not have the surprise condition. All right. Um, well, then I'm just going to throw throw my dagger at him. All right. Roll to, roll to attack. All right. 25. 25. That definitely hits. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage with that sneak attack. All right. Four plus three. Eight piercing damage. Plus another eight. So... 16 points of piercing damage. Holy shit. (laughs) Got him. Alright. This this guy is looking rough. He he took he took he took a slash across the chest, or this shadowy shape. Took a slash across the chest from uh, the captain, took you know sonic booms to the chest, and then just got a dagger right in in, in the middle of his back, uh, sunk deep. Is there anything else you'd like to do? That is all I can do. All right, so it is the assassin's turn. All right, so uh, the assassin that Cal and uh, uh, Timber are attacking is going to go for um, uh, two attacks against Timber. What's your uh, AC, Timber? 16. Okay, first one misses. Second one uh, misses as well. <laughs> dexterous and wise uh, monk you. Uh, so you see kind of the outline of a, of a dagger coming out as it sort of like goes for two swipes against you and sort of like you just narrowly misses you as they uh, they swipe across your body and the, the creature is just sort of <sighs> and then you see it, the outline of its head seems to look around the room before it attempts to um, it attempts to leave your space. So both you and Cal can both get attacks of opportunity against it. I would love to do that. So go ahead and roll attack for those. That's a 17 for me. I just 16 for me. Both hit. Huzzah! That is what they call six damage. It's only a seven for me. Okay. Seven, you said? I did. So it still manages. It's just, it doesn't die. Um, but it, like, when you you swing, you uh, stab forward with the moon touch sword and you sort of catch it right on its, its calf or its thigh and just a, a big gash. Um, and um, Timber, you get a good claw swipe into its, into its back. But it I'm actually, Sean, yeah? if, if I can. I'm gonna add a. Uh, a spirit, unless just... it's dying, is it dying? It's dying. Do it. All right, I'm just gonna add a superiority die and do disarming strike again. Okay. For an additional nine damage. Okay. Uh, so when uh, you go to uh, to attack with opportunity, this creature sort of looking haphazardly around and then just sort of goes and rushes forward. 
Timber first gets a sl slash across its back and it trips and, and, and falls to one knee as you get a stab into its, its thigh to keep it down. And then you pull out your sword, you twist it around its, uh, its arm to kind of catch its uh, uh, dagger hand. Dagger goes flying out and then you slide the sword across its uh, chest, killing it. Um, as it collapses, the shadow <laughs> dissipates um, and you see a uh, fully in, uh, clothed in black, similar to the assassins you encountered in uh, Angus's uh, house on the ground, just dead. It looks to be a, um, a woman. The uh, next assassin is going to go for two attacks on the captain. First one is going to miss. The second one hits. Okay, so it's going to be... Okay, so they are going to deal six points of piercing damage to the uh, the captain. And then he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, he fails that, so he takes additional... What? Oh, it's upside down. Six points. <laughs> I was like, nine? That's a d6. <laughs> Six points of poison damage, and he's considered poisoned. Oof, Captain got hit hard there. Um, and then the creature is going to look up at the dais, and he's going to attempt to leave the captain's uh, range. Captain will get an attack of opportunity. Oh, he actually hits. So that actually might not have happened. <laughs> an assassin that doesn't get disengaged as a bonus action? Oh, is this guy? What is what? <laughs> what does he think he could do? Well, I just want the glory oh, for my title. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, they actually all use their um. Bonus actions for dash. They are trying to get somewhere. Um, Maybe it's to the only other character I love. So I didn't do anything wrong when it comes to playing roguish characters. I just forgot <laughs> about that aspect. Uh, <laughs> the creature does make it out of the captain's range, although it's it's staggered as it sort of crawls forward. The shadows sort of dissipating around it a little bit as it gets up to the uh, the druidess. Um, it's at that point that you hear more shrieking from the people on the other side of the room as the person who was killed earlier um, starts to rise from the dead. Goddamn fungus zombies always <laughs> fungusing around my goddamn fungus free zone. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not good at all. There's four people. Um, and it's a, immediately going to make a swipe for the first person it sees. And that's going to hit. Um, it's going to deal five points of bludgeoning damage um, or slashing damage. Um, 
clawing damage against this person who is immediately sort of like it's grasping at this uh, uh this it's actually one of the uh the twins twin aristocrats is sort of like holding it off they deserve it holding it off a little bit but it's like slashing at his fine cloak ripping his his uh, t- uh tunic open and slashing at his chest sort of the creature it's it's not the advanced stage like the zombies you saw in the basement this one was a fast acting um fungal agent where the the skin is all pale and dried out very quickly. The um, the eyes are sort of white, white glossed over. Um, as there are sort of like out of, in, in the person's chest, you can sort of see every movement shoots spores out. Cal, you're up. Timber, you're on deck. The uh, person between you is dead. <laughs> Um, Save so, the people. Sorry, I'm making up my mind about something. Yeah, so Cal's gonna uh, drop to his knees and try to put the blood of the person he just killed back in them in like shock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so Cal, Cal drops down to his knees, sort of panicking, seeing these shadow, the shadowy assassin leaping up towards there um, and seeing behind him, hearing and everyone screaming. He's just sort of, I'm only looking, I'm only looking at the person I just killed. Yeah. Okay. 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 I see. Yeah. Yeah. So you see uh, Timber, I guess you're the one who would really see this and maybe Wiswick. You see Cal just sort of like looking down at the wounds he made and he's sort of like, He's sliding the blood onto it, but then sort of like applying pressure as if like a medic trying to yes. save someone who's, who's, who's unconscious. <sighs> if you want, Cal, you could actually make a medicine check. Yeah, why not, right? Since they were just killed and they technically All that medicine are bleeding I out. Don't have. Uh, can Wiswick say something during this? <laughs> the fucking natural twice. <laughs> 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 I didn't even really want that to happen. The story would have been better if uh, I'm just gonna say he's still dying. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you look good. You, but you really good. do all the right things. <laughs> you are like weirdly keeping the actually it's a woman. You're keeping her alive slightly longer. She's still you're not like you don't have a kit to actually bandage yeah, this right. up. Just you're just hands. Yeah, you're essentially just keeping letting. They're like suffering more. Um, <laughs> they're unconscious, but like they're oh, okay. You're, they're holding on a little bit longer to just bleed out in your hands. Uh, but the blood is like gushing through your fingers, and you're sort of like the panic is setting in, and it is Timber's turn. Um, so with forty feet of movement, I think mm-hmm. I can get up to the person next to. Um, yeah, you can get if you're. Tr- are you trying to get to the dais? Yes. Or the other side. The dais. Okay. On, yeah, on the dais with forty feet of movement, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 30. Yeah, you can get right next to him. Yeah, and I would like to run up and and slashy slash. Is that what you call it? Oh no no no! I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I can get to the guy if I make an acrobatics check, go over the ledge. Oh, if you try to climb up. Yeah. Okay, let me, uh, let me 
count that back out. Yeah, it's gonna be a real hard DC. All right, you, I'll, I'll do it. Gonna, I will do it. Go for it. <laughs> going for it. All right, don't roll, roll acrobatics check for me. Twenty-one. I'm proficient, right? I'm proficient. Yes, I am. Twenty-one. Yes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> is that a the good game or? Roll is with him. Barrel hop. Barrel hop. Yeah. So, uh, sort part, of seeing how, part, in a part. state of state of shock, Timber sort of looks for the nearest threat and starts barreling sort of like full four-legged wolf run um, and leaps up, grabs the top of the dais and pulls himself up and, and lunges towards the uh, the assassin. Go ahead and attack. Ooh, that's a dirty 20. I'm gonna Fury of Blows, so I'm just gonna do all of them at once. Go for it. Sixteen. Sixteen damage. Oh no 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 no. Sixteen. I did, I rolled all of them at once, so I got. Oh, a, oh oh sixteen hits. I got a dirty twenty, a one, and a sixteen. So it's two hits. Yep. What do you mean the one doesn't hit? Four. And that's a one. Duh. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's eleven damage. As you get, you get up and you growl, and then <laughs> quick dog burp in their face before killing them. Oh, <laughs> uh, in mid mid uh, mid run, uh, you know, pulling myself off the dance, go back into that full, you know, four legged wolf run, and then pounce on him and just slash slash. Uh, with my second slash going for the the signature trachea move. <laughs> oh yeah, you got uh, bloodying up that clean fur you got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well my paws are dirty anyway. I walked around outside, so that's true. Yeah, um, so you easily enough you sort of lunge forward, leap up onto the dais, sort of approach slowly, and then just go in. <laughs> And just get that, rip that trachea out. The blood splatters everywhere, all over your perfectly gray fur, and also onto the arch or the druidess herself, um, as she's sort of pan like sort of at shock, at sort of this all happening really fast. Like the creature came up, you darted up, took him down right before he could get to her. All right, anything else? Uh, I can't do anything else. I don't think okay. I exhausted everything. Kiran, you're up, and then Wiswick, you're up. Uh, Kiron seeing, um, that Wyla is safe, uh, shouts to her, Don't worry! He's with us! And then turns his attention on the mushroom zombie, the fungus zombie. Can I, uh, hit it with sacred flame from here? Or is that yeah. person in the way? Uh, no, no, you could, you could, you could, uh... Alright, so I will cast sacred flame. They need to make a D, uh, a deck saving throw, 13. 13? Yes. Okay, so that's a natural three, so they do not make it. Cool. They're really they a plus fire 10 dex, dex modifier? Yeah, you know, those fungus zombies are the most dexterous of all the zombies. 
I always thought so. They I move so fast, they lose I, shadow clones. Hey, seven radiant damage. Ooh, hot damn. Uh, all right, so you see these people are panicking. It's holding on to this man who's already, it's already ripped holes in his chest. And you just see sort of the flames erupt on it. The man's like, ah, ah, this, this uh, bright, um, like white flame is burning all around the creature. It's still alive though. It's just barely alive. It's just like, and it's still clawing at this guy. All right, I'd like to move closer to it by going to the south of, or the, the yeah. bottom of those center hearths. Yeah. Uh, move 30 feet as close as I can. And then I will actually cast, uh, where'd it go? Healing word. Yeah, there it is. Healing word at first um, level on the wounded man. Okay, go ahead and uh, very nice. Roll, uh, roll healing. Come on, save the man. Two, three, five points of healing damage. That's exactly how much damage the zombie did. So man's back up to full health as these flaming zombie is still clawing at him, but his wounds have closed. Um, and he's too panicked to realize he's been healed. <laughs> he's still freaking out. Um, Understandably. Uh, Wiswick, you're up. And Scarlet, you're on deck. Okay, how far away is that zombie? Uh, from where you are right now, I, I'm a, I'm guessing 120 feet can pull it yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, you're within range. How about the guy next to um, Timber? He's oh, dead. he's dead. I just forgot to put him, take him off. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so I guess I'm gonna do the three magic missiles at the zombie then. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll damage for those. Ooh, uh, so we got a five, a four, and a three. Twelve. <laughs> That's twelve damage. Okay, and what kind of damage did you say you're gonna? You're gonna do Thunder the sonic again. boom again? Okay. Yep, sonic uh, boom. All right. Uh, how do you want to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just that rapper, just like. <laughs> yeah, he just explodes. I, like, um, I imagine like shooting them in different directions so they're like zigzagging it th weaving through each other and then yeah. like as it gets close to them all three are coming from three different directions and mm -hmm. like one just like blows off his arm the next one blows off his leg and the last one blows off his head nice excellent I love so it. i'm going to uh for flavor also add in that uh the very drunk mcclear is in this crowd, and he immediately, like, sort of like seeing the battle going the way it is, he runs up and just like picks up this the flaming zombie, like, like he's gonna like rip it apart. And as he lifts it up, the each one booms, boom, boom, as it just blows his arm off, blows his hole in his chest, and then blows its head off, and just all of these guts of this guest of the party just go flying all over these people. Um, and you do oh. see sort of a a big dusting of spores shoots out of it. Oh, no, 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 no. Wizwick throws up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Cal, is that one of the noble people? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't. Who was it? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, kidding around. 
<laughs> was it what it was it the first twin who was attacking his other twin? Because that would be some excellent irony and tragedy. <laughs> I'd say they were next to each other. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. say it was the first twin who just exploded all over his his other twin, uh, getting yes. just guts and spores all in his mouth. Um, <laughs> God. Just a little poisoned. Probably not going to turn into a zombie. Probably. <laughs> only if they Maybe. die. Right? Yeah, only if they die. <laughs> As I kill more people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that person. If only cause fear worked on zombies. Okay, eight. That person lived. Person lived. Person lived. One more. One person. So, for the, you see the spores, the people are covered in. McClear is got such a high constitution. He oh, okay. he aced his his. Uh, uh, you know, I, I did it. He is constitution, <laughs> but you do see kind of like. Panicked from his wounds, um, or no, 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 not him. Is it's one of the? Uh, it's the actually, with her weakened immune system, with how drunk she is. The uh, the woman in the violet dress inhales like a very large portion of the uh, the, the spores. Uh, it's not Brigitte. Brigitte is uh, alive and seeing Beclear get into the fray, she's also wants a piece of these zombies. Um, as the woman in the violet, very fancy dress sort of falls to her knees and starts vomiting. Vomiting, vomiting, and then it turns. She turns to blood, and blood, and blood. Before oh she, her skin starts to shrivel and, and shrink. Her eyes glaze over, and uh, out of just out of like cracks in her face, shoot out these uh, little little mushrooms uh, as she is turned into a uh, zombie. This um, all happens in six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I was six say, seconds. Is my turn over? Can I tell everyone to run away? <laughs> so she must have vomited. Her entire her organs, organs in four seconds. <laughs> yeah, Whereas I guess then did. again, I vomited, so I probably can't. That's, that's why I was like, ugh, because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's 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 pretty intense. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll say Jesus. for this, I'll I'll say actually for the sake of like sort of the it not being a monstrous just hose of <laughs> organs and blood, um, what you see is. All the people sort of, some of them are sort of coughing and, and sort of ill looking, but she's the only one right now. Well, it's still Wiswick's turn, but all you see is she has fallen to her hands and knees and is vomiting up this blood and her skin seems to start to be shrinking. She's still, uh, she's alive for lack of a better way of putting it <laughs> um, still. But um, Wiswick, do you have anything left to do? I, I hurl and then I, I I look up and I say, "Oh God, it's not over." <laughs> Cal, get your shit together. <laughs> uh, Scarlet, you're up. All right. Can you point to the to the to the um the woman on the board for me? Yeah, I'll throw a, a marker on her. Thanks. All right, Scarlet. What do you want to do? Um, would I have seen those, uh, pores erupting? Uh, yeah, I sort of, well, I guess, technically no. Not like, no. you would, you would hear, 
the explosion. Um, and you, but this whole area is completely in darkness right now, oh, or okay. is is dim light. You could, I guess, no. You have dark vision, so you yeah. would you would be able to have seen the uh, the exploding body and these spores that shot out. Okay. Um. So is she? She's still not a zombie right now. She's on the ground puking, likely going to turn into a zombie. All right. Um. But you don't. You don't really technically know that. You just see a woman yeah. violently vomiting. You've never seen this this kind of. Um, you haven't immediately seen this transformation. Uh, um. Ah. Uh. All right. Well, there's nothing to attack right now, so um, I am going to use my bonus action to cast uh, Erupted Flesh. Okay. And I'm going to start running in that direction. You Okay, so Erupted Flesh is an action, right? No, it's a oh, bonus it, action. Well, it doesn't matter. You have decent uh, dodge, uh, dash for a bonus action anyway. So you're going to use both your movements? Well, no, uh, Erupted Flesh is a bonus action. Okay, and are you going to dash or are you just going to do your 30 feet? Oh, 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 I see, I see. Because I can still, even though I have it as a bonus action, I can still use it as an action, right? Exactly. Okay, yes, then yes, uh, double dash. Towards the uh, villagers? Towards, yeah. Okay. Or the folks. All right, so you can actually get right up amongst them. Cool. And sort of immediately provide uh, dim light in the area coming off of the crackling flesh that you have. As these people are watching their uh, their their uh, friend vomit all over the ground as a magma woman shows up behind them, <laughs> um, erupted in flesh. It is now the uh, zombie's turn. So right as you get up there, uh, uh, Scarlet, you see the woman, the vomit stops, and you just see the drips coming off of her mouth as she's breathing heavily, and then suddenly the breathing turns to as she starts and she stands up, and it's a grotesque image. It's uh, just a, tr a trail of blood all down this very nice violet gown. Um, these these white, cloudy eyes, the hair, uh, the bees hive before, just all a mess and covered in caked blood. And she just sort of like, and she immediately lunges for the first person in front of her to attack them. The person is just holding her back as, as this woman is clawing at this, and just sort of gnawing at the, um, at the person, but they're just like, just barely um, holding them back. Technically, actually the first person she would see is McClear. So McClear is just sort of like, keeping her at bay as she's just sort of like, keeps pushing her back as she keeps running forward to get him. He's just like kicking her and, and pushing her back and she's relentless. Um, Cal, you're up. All right, let's find out if I'm okay. I'm done. I am not. I rolled a natural one, which means I am still in shock trying to get this person to not die. Absolutely. So Cal, you're just sort of like, at this point, it's like that moment where someone's like trying, just like not even doing anything productive. You're just sort of like 
pushing down on the wound as blood sort of curdles up out of it around your hands and pours out. Uh, yeah, think yeah. like think like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where they're trying to revive the guy and they're all just pushing their hands and the blood is pooling off of him. Yeah. It's pretty much all that's happening with this woman as as you you just are sort of absent. Like your mind is staring just blank down as you're. <sighs> uh, Timber, you're up. Uh, I'm also gonna have a useless turn and look at uh, Harrison and um, the druid druidess and just say, "Stay behind me. There could be more." And that's okay. It. All right, so you turn and kind of watch the the group, and you see the the uh, the druidess huddles down behind you. The old woman is actually still with her. Um, the old woman is like <gasps> on the edge of a heart attack. Uh, King Harrison is sort of like slouching Lord. down behind. King, God damn it, Lord Harrison, we gotta figure that shit out. <laughs> is sort of like he's he's his eyes are just wide, and he's just sort of um, completely out of it, but he hides as well. All right, uh, Kiran, you're up. Um, the fire, the hearth next to me is totally out. Is there any way for me to easily light something? Do you have any spells or anything that? I mean, you have a technically have your flint and tinder. Right. Would that just be an action to like pick up like a log or a torch or something and set it ablaze? Uh, yeah, because it's use an object. Yeah, no, so yeah, so I'd use an action um, to create a fire, preferably mm-hmm. if there's gonna... a torch right there. Um, I was going to say, what about that small flame that I made at the very beginning? Where is that? Up your butt. <laughs> uh, I'm I, I'd say, uh, <laughs> there is, I, very easy to miss a very small candle-like flame just sitting in the middle of the uh, the room. Probably not something that's going to necessarily... I mean, I guess if Flint and Tinder would catch something. Uh, I mean, these flames are recently out, so it wouldn't right. be too difficult for you to use your action to t- pick up a smaller log that was burning in the fire and, and get the top uh, burning again. It's not a very large flame, but it's a flame nonetheless. Right, so Kieran uh, does that and then approaches... Um, one, two, three... So he'd go next to McClear... Um, and be like, remember, kill them with fire. Everyone, back. And then uh, hand him a clear the the lit log because there ain't, there's no way Kieran's gonna do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you Let's see, see as you say that, McClear is just sort of like holding back the woman, and she he grabs the log out of your hands and is um, getting ready to uh, attack her on his turn. Yes. But he uh, he looks at you as soon as he catches that, and he looks over your shoulder to um, to Wiswick, and he just says, "I'm a fucking cowboy." <laughs> <laughs> as he's getting ready to bash this woman's brains in with a fiery log. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, during that, Wiswick, it is your turn technically before uh, his turn. Uh, okay. Um... I don't think I could get there. Maybe with a dash action. I don't know what I should do. Uh, I think I'm gonna take a five foot step mm-hmm. and get near, uh, get near Cal. Okay. And I'm gonna try and shake him out of whatever he's in right now. I, I basically just grab his arm and start pulling on him 
I'd say, Cal, this isn't the time. She's gone. You've got to move on. There's other people that need our help. <laughs> uh, as you say this, Cal is just, he's still just lost in, in, in this. You're pulling on his arm, but his entire weight is sort of just being pushed forward as he's just... Cal now has advantage on his next roll. <laughs> Cal does have advantage on his next <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah I know that's why that's the joke <laughs> yeah, uh, Cal will remember this um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take an extra, my the rest of my movement which is 20 feet and I'm going to try and get closer to the zombie 20 feet? yeah uh, you could go either way it doesn't matter to me Sean should just get like a swivel to her office chair so can wheel around the table instead of having it yeah. <laughs> I, I really need to get like a, a different setup going on because it would be great if I did just have the battle mat over here yeah. and I just turned around. Um, Could you like dude, lean over your, your you gotta, thing? You gotta get an L desk like this it, over here. Like L desk. Yeah, you're right. I really do. The problem is, is that I have a monitor right here in front of me uh, that you're all okay. on. So it, it makes it hard to, to lean over. Um, and I cripple myself by making these very large battlefields. Um, <laughs> but uh, but all oh, right. they look so good. All right, so it is McClear's turn. Um, all right, it's McClear. Ugh. Oh, right, McClear. No, oh. not McClear. Oh, no. He, he has an uh, advantage, though, right? Because of the, all the other people around him. <laughs> <laughs> McClear. Cha cha cha. McClear. Cha cha cha. Well, Kiron went up to him, so I'm going to say he does have advantage because Kiron uh, went up there. And that's uh, a good thing he did. Because that <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> yes. What a maverick. Yeah, yeah. With an improvised do, weapon. Do, do a des describe, describe how you kill him for us. <laughs> Yo, stick that flaming log in her mouth and then fucking curb stop her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, oh man, he dealt so much damage. So he dealt uh, eight points of fire damage and then uh, uh, four points of bludgeoning. Definitely enough to kill this thing. Um, so you see McClear. He, he's holding this, this woman back. There's just this mess of blood, the dried out husky skin. It's just... It's her thin arms are just reaching out to try to grab at his face and grab at his beard and try to pull him in for a bite. And he just holding back, I'm a fucking cowboy. And then he just, just beating the, her head in. Bash, bash, bash. You hear the splintering of her, her softened flesh as spores shoot out everywhere out of her corpse. And then he just sort of, in the last moment, just sort of shoves the, uh, her, her face sort of like her jaw comes loose, and he shoves the flaming end of the torch into her mouth and down her throat, and just <laughs> and she collapses down to the ground. Kiron recalls and re recoils in horror as her blood is covering McLear. There's spores all over him. I'll do a no, oh, no, McLear no. fails his save. <gasps> He takes seven points of poison damage. Thank goodness he's a hardy man, and he does not take, uh, he does not die from this poison, although he just sort of, <sighs> and like this sort of like 
drunken warrior's rage. She sort of... On a steel horse, he rides. As he just, like, sort of grabs onto someone. He's like, oh, I'm fucking okay. Okay. As our combat comes to an end with the disgusting destruction of two fungal zombie corpses and the death of two assassins and the, uh... It's all quiet in the, uh, in the hall, save for the, uh, sounds of the heavy, panted breathing of the people trying to figure out what's going on. The, uh, the, um... It's all quiet except for the panic... (sighs) No. No. Uh, sounds of Cal as he's sort of still, for a brief moment. Um, actually, Cal, give me a quick wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's actually a 19. Okay. So, Cal, you are actually coming out of it at, at the end of the combat here. You're sort of like, everyone's, like, I'd imagine Wizwick and maybe uh, Timber are sort of looking over and seeing you as you're sort of... You, you sort of stop pushing on the wound and sort of just fall back, sitting arms over your knees. I'd like to memorize her face. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you pull down the mask, and what you see is a, a, a what appears to be a young, gaunt woman's face. Um, she appears to be have some elvish features, um, probably half-elvish, much like uh, the Gerudas. So very thin, long face, very pointed, extended out nose, almost pixie-like, um, but not you know not cartoonish. Um, three scars across her lips, um, and when you you know her eyes are open um, still at this point, and you see they're very a very vibrant um, violet. As you as you sit back, very like Captain America at the end of Infinity War. Sure. Yeah, I, I'll take that comparison. Yes, just visual reference. Um, <laughs> no, I'm Captain America. <laughs> no, 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 I'm Captain America. <laughs> but the... It's all quiet. On the Western Front? On the Western Front. You're all recovering from the fight. And that's where we're... Oh, wait, one thing you hear before we end tonight is cl- clamors in the distance, the sounds of sword, metal meeting metal, some grunting and, 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 you know, Wilhelm screams in the distance coming from what seems to be the basement. Uh, And that's where we're going to end tonight. In the dark hall, with sounds of battle in the basement. Thank you everyone who stuck with us through that. I know it's uh, another late, a little bit later night, but not too, too late. Um, Got some nice epic battle in, some more fungus zombies, um, and we'll pick up next week in the aftermath of this battle as the uh, clamoring happens in the basement, as the feast went sour. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for joining us in Advantage in Paradise. Hopefully you'll join us again next week. Please let your friends know. This would be uh, this episode should be up at some point. If not, you can watch it on our Twitch uh, Twitch stream uh, um, on our video on demand. There, um, it's a great episode for someone to jump into um, if they're you know not caught up, um, just because it's uh, you know kind of a nice end of something that happened before, beginning of something new. It's a great episode to catch up on. 
Um, tell your friends about it. Thanks for joining us and have a lovely night. Hey, episode seven, uh, feast time. We had a nice feast. There were a lot of pub people. Uh, Cal was trying to get some politics going. Everybody else was kind of just like, we're having a good time. Well, it was what it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, we hope you join us next time, and we hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you soon. So, something I've always been curious about. Um, do wizards know that sorcerers, like, exist? Because, like, I would be pissed if I was a wizard and did all that work to learn magic, and then this guy just shows up, he's like, all right, I just do it.